Holy shit. Do you motherfuckers just hear that shit? I can't believe it. First time in 15 years Let It Die has put out on any new fucking music. And I'm, I guess I can say that I'm privileged and happy and honored to be able to share it with you fine people that listen to this podcast and understand you know, the love and excitement and the joy that people like me and yourselves get from you know, bands that we've been into for a long time doing cool shit, like for coming back after a fucking hiatus. They did one reunion show, I think they said 2010 or 2011, some basement somewhere, and it was so fucking packed, there was people outside, they couldn't get everybody inside. And Let It Die to me has been one of those bands that you really stick with you at a certain age when you hear lyrics and, you know, whether over the top or fucking cheesy to some people, whatever you got to say about it. You got to understand that there's other people that feel certain ways about the songs that makes them feel or think a different way because they take it uh, literal rather than, you know, just hardcore lyrics and, you know, like this band and uh, many other bands that a lot of us can relate to. We share the same reaction and the same feeling that we get when we hear it. And fuck, you know, like I said, just privileged and happy enough to be able to share this with you guys. And obviously, by you see by uh, the fucking flyer and what a banging show they got that they're putting on. Shit. We get into all the all the details and everything on the podcast, but um, let's just run it down real fast. Under the Knife. We just talked about them last week on a few other podcasts. Fucking Flinttown 810 fight music. Oh, shit. And Maxwell says, if anybody leaves before Let It Die, you're catching them hands. Big deal. Another badass hardcore band. They just put out a five or six song EP. Talked about that. Check them out. It's on Spotify, probably Bandcamp, whatever else. One and only D-Block. Oh, shit. Everybody knows they got, you know, five songs out there. Hopefully putting out more. Hopefully putting out more before they play a show. We'll see what's up. How can you play a show with five songs? A lot of bands can. Anyway, the Enemy of God. Man. You know, I hope Maxwell from the Sanctuary bought extra insurance for this show. He knows what he's got himself into. It's like four new bands and four fucking old bands. We got Fight It Out. Saginaw's best. Sag nasty fucking tough guy shit. Someone's gonna lose an eyeball. Suffocate faster. What am I? What am I? Cincinnati? Cincinnati, Ohio? Fucking straight edge? It could be Dayton. I'm retarded. And I guess something kind of happened with the audio, but it could sound worse. Leave it up to me to fuck it up. That's what I do. Yo, from back in the day, this murder can't rule USA. The heart of this city brought through my brain. This is Detroit, motherfucker. We're here to stay.
Zone Podcast, live from Lincoln Park, Michigan. Today's guest, we have... <clears throat> what? Chris Trustain. Oh, yeah. Chris Trustain. Audio engineer, guitar player extraordinaire. Fucking hardcore dude. Yeah, I'm a dude. How's it going? Good, how are you? Good, I'm glad we made it. Jeff Sanchez didn't introduce yes. yourself. I did not. How are you doing? Good, fantastic. Thanks for having us. It's good that you guys came, because... Uh, you know, back when you guys were were active, it was well, you guys were the fucking shit. You know, that was the shows to be at, the heaviest shows, like you and Tyrant and stuff like that. Uh, um, like just setting off Detroit all the fucking time. It seemed like a couple it shows was cool, week. man. I mean, we had a really good run. Um, yeah. I think we were just discussing on the way over, like the interesting part about like what you're doing. Congratulations on like having a cool show and having amazing guests, like having real conversations and shit like that. Um, is that like, I don't really know that we considered ourselves, and I'm pretty positive that the public did not consider us a Detroit hardcore band, because that sound is very specific, you know, um, Chris has probably could te- technically describe it a little bit better than I did, but we were sort of mimicking what turned us on at the time, and what yeah. turned us on, it's not that we didn't like Detroit, Detroit hardcore bands, we liked fucking Hatebreed, and fucking Buried Alive, and fucking... You know, Barrier Dead was brand new at the time when we were like just first starting, so it was like yeah. Throwdown and yeah. all that shit. Yeah. Throwdown was definitely a big thing. That is the sound yeah. that you get, an early Throwdown for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, I think that ultimately a lot of the guys that spent time playing with the band were more punk, I think, than anything else. So um, we were just kind of following uh, a program, and uh, we had so much fun, and we were really fortunate enough to have like like. Chris, not only who, I mean, it's basically Chris's band. So, I mean, Chris started the band and he called me and was like, do you want to sing in a band or whatever? And at that point, I hadn't really. Well, it's kind, of, it's kind of like that. Well, I, I'd say I started the band. Well, the band actually started with one of the guys who was in Black Dahlia Murder, John. John Deere. John started the band with dudes that were in that, what, The Plague? Plague. Uh, Matt Durda. Yeah, our old first bass player, our old old drummer Phil. Phil LaPointe. So we played like, I think, one show with those dudes. One show with Phil and Durda, and Phil quit after the first show. Yeah. What year was this? 04 or so? It was April of 04. Yeah, because our. I I don't remember actually what you. We had to uh, consult the hardcore loser, Detroit hardcore loser brain trust, uh, uh, Justin Schrank, to get the actual (laughs) fucking details of all this shit, because. He has all the flyers and all the tapes and all the records and all that stuff, and I always have to hit him up like, hey, man, when did this happen? He'll be like, bring it up, give me some details. He'll be like, oh, yeah, I guess I remember now. Uh, I guess. Because, yeah, that was our, that was, what, the Bleeding Through show or whatever? Yeah, I caught you guys early because like, I went to that, that was like our show. first show. Bleeding Through? Yeah. yeah. I thought that was our first one, but I also had a vague memory of, like, there was, like, a Himsa full-blown chaos something so, like, uh, we're good friends with Ramona, and, like, uh, the band Let It Die would have never done a goddamn thing without Chris's efforts doing the work, because none of us did shit, and Ramona, like, throwing us a bone and helping us out. Like, she put us on whatever show we wanted to be on and whatever, and I think that she had sort of gifted us this Bleeding Through show, which was, like, sold out. It was, like, before the fire marshals came in and cut the capacity of the Detroit shelter in half, because it went from 425 to, like, 225. 
like a week after that show. Yeah, I remember that. That was one of the first heavier shows I went to. And I was going to see Bleeding Through and Himsa. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If I was in the fuck that died. And I was oh, yeah. shit. That's the first yeah, time I Himsa. seen, like. See, I get it. Maybe it was that show. Oh, War or something. Uh, crime and Stereo. Crime and Stereo, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But Ramona called us and she's yeah. like, yo, you want to do this favor for me or whatever? I need a local opener. We're like, sure, we'll do that. A favor? Okay, yeah. yeah. We'll play a sold out show. Right. Well, <laughs> no, no, no. The Bleeding Through one was the gift. The yeah. Full Blown Chaos one kind of manifested itself as the favor because somebody dropped off last minute and uh, they needed somebody to just come in and just like play oh, okay. while the kids are walking in type of thing. So well, I just we did that. How'd you know Ramona though? Did you guys already were already working doing like stage shit then? Were you just like teenage? How old were you guys? That's a good. I mean, I was like my early twenties at that time. But how old are you? I'm about to turn forty. Okay. I guess, in August. Yeah. I'm thirty-eight, so I was in my okay. late teens, early twenties, and. Uh, so I was like, I was, I think I was like 20, what, so it's 2004, so I would have been like 23. Yeah. Yeah, we were doing that. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember exactly how I met Ramona, other than just like going to shows. Like, I started going to shows when I was super young. Um, when I grew up in Inkster, and then moved to Westland, and went to Livonia Schools. And so, where my parents uh, lived at the time, what we would do is walk around. It was a one-way-in, one-way-out neighborhood. We'd walk around the blocks. There was this old senile dude that couldn't get up off his couch, and we'd just go through his backyard, jump over the gate, walk through the field of the, the asylum, and Pharaoh's was right there. Oh, so, shit. Okay. So, you know, like, um, one of the earliest shows that I went to would have been um, December of 98, and it was Earth Movers' final show. <laughs> Walls of Jericho's first show, I think. Trifon played, which was Matt Hayes and Dave Hayes at the time. Um, uh, Extinction played. Birthright played. Catharsis played. It was fucking sick, ridiculous show, dude. And it was like the first time that I like got a glimpse of like what a real hardcore, like a real packed, violent hardcore show was like. And I was like, dude. I can walk to this place and see this shit. <laughs> yeah, like, for sure. Like, lucky as like I'm in, totally in. So, um, I started going to shows then, and then I think that there's a blank period that I don't remember. I'm trying to remember. Much. I'm trying to remember how we got in with like Ramona and all them. Because yeah. I know you, you and like Mike McDonald, yeah, and like so, Chris Holland, and all of them were working, right. working at. So my buddy Mike and I, we went to high school together. He, he yeah, that's what they call him. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's what they call him. Um, I was from Alvin's. Yeah, so um, he and I went to high school together, and he's always gone to shows too. And he, I think, started working downtown or just hanging out downtown um, at an early age, and I went along with him. And then I met a buddy of ours, also Chris, who was heavily involved in like going to shows and working some of those venues, stagehand, doing production manager positions and stuff like that. Um, and he got me a gig doing uh, stagehand work eventually when we started doing like little weekends or even like two week stints on tour just to make ends meet I couldn't get a job so we would I would come home and like just do $45 in $45 out to load in ministry or you know (laughs) fucking snow patrol I worked so many (laughs) random fucking shows at like St. Andrews and Majestic and whatever so becoming friends with them is kind of how I met Ramona and then we became tighter over the years, but it, basically our relationship started as just I just was, was begging her for favors, and she was just a fucking sweetheart like that. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> I mean, she was. I would say she's the the number one reason that Let It Die was successful. I would number one. Hundred percent. Her awesome. her hooking us up with shows that we 
to be honest, probably didn't deserve to play when we first started. Hundred percent. Like it set us off, and I mean, it didn't. You know, it didn't hurt that we didn't suck, and like we were playing music that I think was really the right. Good, it was the right place. <laughs> the right place at the time, right? Yeah, yeah. it was the right place, yeah. the right time. The interesting and, thing is, I don't yeah. think that we quite feel connected to that material as much. I still think that the musical writing is whatever, but personally, lyrically, like. It was a completely different life, <laughs> yeah, lifetime ago, and I was a different person, probably going through stuff that I didn't have the tools to know how to navigate at the time. Yeah, but I just want to say something. Yeah. Like the lyrics to me at the time, like be a little younger, like growing up and listening to whatever the fuck you're saying, like sort of resonates and sticks with you and how to live your life in a way. Cool. You know, whatever you said, it. you know, because I was like 17, 18, and whatever you said, uh, yeah. you know. I appreciate it, dude, because like I'll go. I've, we've gone back and so listened I to have. the records so throughout I the years, mean. and I listen to it, and I'm just like, oh, boy. Uh, uh, like, you go back and like <laughs> laugh like, at it a little yeah, bit. Oh yeah, yeah I have a laugh about it. Yeah. It's, it's all it's yeah. cool. But. It was me. I'm like, I've never listened to that again. No, you know, because I don't listen to a podcast. I fucking did. Then yeah, like, no, I have a hard time. I'm, I don't. I'm, I'm gonna myself. struggle trying to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, well, because you you probably evolved playing guitar as well into like different. Sound yeah, event. yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess for me, I was just saying more just like listening to myself talk when I'm oh, doing well, recording. But yeah, yeah, it fucking sucks. But yeah, it's it's always weird. It's like, I sound like an asshole. We all sound like assholes to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, it's always awkward. So yeah, so our roommate, our relationship as a band with Ramona was amazing. My personal yeah. relationship evolved from there and and still continues to this day. I love that woman to death. I would you know as much as I could handle it, I would do anything for her. You know what I mean? There was a point in my life where I was down and out, and she fucking let me sleep in her attic. For like six months, Shut I up. literally there was like this fucking triangular <laughs> nook in her hot ass attic, and I just put a mattress in there and had my belongings in like plastic bins, and I just fucking slept in her attic for a while. And in exchange, she was super busy booking shows and stuff, so I watched Kane, her amazing dog, uh, and we, you know, great. it was great. We helped each other out. It was amazing. Yeah, even without her, I, I don't know if somebody went. If somebody else would have stepped up at the time with her doing all the booking shit, like the Black Iron. I don't know if it was at the time, but always her flyers mm-hmm. are all the bands I've always been into. Like because of her, without seeing those fucking flyers all over Alvin's and wherever else, you fucking snatch them. Like I'm gonna check this band out. Yeah. Well, because of her. Yeah. You know, you know I, I booking a lot of shit. I haven't gone to as many shows throughout the last 10, 15 years as I was going to, but I can say that I experienced. So many performances in this in this city, in the city of Detroit, by so many different bands from different walks of life and different genres that would go up on that stage and they would be like, dude, this song goes out to Ramona. Um, we would have never had a chance to play a show in Detroit if it wasn't her. And you're talking anywhere from like, you know, name like a like a Cold as Life or like a national band like a Buried Alive or something, right. all the way up to uh, My Chemical Romance, who at one point in the mid-2000s was one of the biggest bands in the entire world. She put them on their first show. I fucking remember seeing that band at the Shelter. They opened for American Nightmare, Hope Conspiracy, and Every Time I Die, and they got yeah. booed off the fucking stage. <laughs> Get these fucking guys the fuck off the stage. And then they ended up being like a, a worldwide massive world, success yeah. <laughs> and uh you know a lot of people might say that ramona is responsible for putting them on in this part of the country for sure good <clears throat> shout out to ramona fuck yeah, that she's supposed to do this eventually we didn't try and we had a date and shit fucking blew up as usual you know no she just yeah, she's definitely someone yeah, yeah, yeah no it just 
<laughs> that was on my end, as, yeah. as usual. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, because we had a date earlier, and you, uh, something, you had a breakdown or something, right? Yeah. Fucking truck broke down. Fucking dating like an asshole. Dude, did you go to Blind Rage Records when you were in Dayton? No. I'm just... I'm they got this new fucking record shop? I'm back. They got this new record shop in fucking Dayton. It's called Blind Rage. It's all like punk, hardcore. No shit. Deep, deep shit. Original pressings if you're into that nerdy shit. Dude, no. His shit's awesome. He's fucking awesome. Yeah. I haven't been able to get there, but I have definitely hit him up on Instagram and be like, yo, dude, I need to get that like obscure fucking pressing of that weird death metal record or whatever. Like, can I just buy it and you ship it to me or whatever? He's hooked me up, so yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm not a record guy. I have I have one record, and I think you recorded it, uh, the Build and Destroy demo, the seven inch. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. I had. No, it. those are the only. I'm not a record guy either. Those are the only records I have are like bands I recorded and they gave me the record. Like, which is it's always awesome. But yeah, I don't even have like yeah, a record player to listen to. Them. <laughs> I mean, I, I ordered a Coldest Life one, though. You know what? Shit. Got sure, to. I did. Yeah, got like, to. I don't have record players still, but I got to get one of those. You know what's funny? Funny story is, like, you know, obviously everyone loves Coldest Life. That shit was fucking awesome to see that they were able to release that. And then I was watching it live. And I have been in the food, beverage, uh, hospitality industry for a lot of years. And kind of been a little bit of like a beer nerd, a little bit of like a wine nerd. And, uh... They have a lot of these online sales, and they'll sell like 100 bottles of this or 500 bottles of that. And unless you're like a fucking quick and loan nerd with like four computers, you know, and then your wife next to you with two other computers trying to figure out how to get this fucking bottle, yeah. you can't get it because it sells out in 30 seconds, right? right. So these yeah. fucking beer nerds have been whooping my ass trying to get these rare, you know, collectible <laughs> items or whatever for 10 years. I got both versions of that Coldest Life record super fucking easily and it sold out in one minute. People were super fucking pissed and I was like, God damn, I waited 10 years to fucking win one of these battles and I finally did. That's so I'm good. super fucking psyched because I think those things, like at least the concept photos that they put out look fucking amazing. So, that's awesome. Yeah, fucking, I'm happy they can just, you know, give whatever back. Put out an album again. People have been asking for it forever. Yeah, man. I'm not a record guy, but fucking good to keep it relevant. You know? Yeah. Speaking of Mike McDonald, dude, I think he had one of the better fucking uh, collections of original Coldest Life merch that out of anybody that I know. I'm sure there's older dudes that have all the OG stuff, but yeah. dude, he was he was way into it. He's probably still got a bunch of that shit. I bet. Okay. I bet. Nice. Fuck yeah. Well, how did you guys you know, meet? Did you go to school when you moved to wherever? High yeah, school? I think we... Because like, you got to... We're going we to shows the same technically time. Went to, we you? went to the same high school okay. for half a year. Um, maybe actually we might not have though, because I was ahead of you. I went to Franklin. I went to Franklin for half a year. Oh, when did you graduate? Uh, I grad. Well, I went to Franklin my freshman year, and then okay. moved two miles, and then went to Stevenson. Yeah. So we didn't meet in high school, but we met yeah, from okay. common friends because we yeah. both went to the like high school friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, so I graduated from Livonia Franklin, and uh, we met through Tim, I guess, right? Probably, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I was in, like, a bad kid program with uh, Stu James, and uh, James's brother would come in every once in a while, and that was his older brother, Tim, and he was into, like, extreme metal and shit like that, and I was, like, wearing, like, Birth Crisis windbreakers to class and shit, you know what I mean? Oh, but yeah. People were like, like, he came up to me, he's like, dude, what's up? And then eventually, like, we'd hang out. And she might get you. I don't care Oh, she clown people, dude? Uh, right. We'll be touch her. She might. Yeah, like, I'm not touching her. She's being nice. For a second. Bipolar is fucked. So, yeah, so Chris and I started hanging out and probably just going to the same shows. Um... 
And yeah, and like yeah, Tim, you're saying he's still like one of my best friends. Uh -huh. He's my best man in my wedding and shit. So right. Yeah, he's like yeah. And so we were kind of, I think, like um, we were loft rats for a little while. I think. Yep. Um, the good old loft. And we've talked about loft. that on the show before. The loft. Uh, yeah, Seven and Beach. Yep. Um, so we would go there and you know party and like hang out with bands and then like uh, I was in like a band that did nothing. We did like a show at Mosquito Club or token um and then we did a show at the flint local it was called landfill with a bunch <laughs> of dudes and then a, some of those dudes did a death metal pro, death metal project with chris called kill by numbers which was fucking hilarious and good and they played an epic show dude at harpo's with <laughs> this lineup was so weird it was like kill by numbers poison the well cryptopsy dying fetus or what? something like that <laughs> it, it was, was a ridiculous so out there yeah, I but it was amazing yeah. But yeah, that was what God fucking Harpo's though. Harpo's fucking what a smelly piece of shit. Well, <laughs> that's the dude. worst place. Yeah. Did you, well, you know, well, who's that dude? That, comes up. The guy we everyone taught it would just fuck everyone. Who, who books everyone? Yeah, Snoop. Snoop or something. Snoop. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fucking cell. I never played, tickets. so I never knew much about. Yeah, that. no, like people the whole were Harpo's frustrated. Were, oh yeah, you know what? The there was like tickets. a yeah. So we give you like a stack of tickets. You'd be like, sell this shit, and then you can play. You know, and then like you'd play at two o'clock in the band. People wouldn't even start getting there till like six or yeah. you know. Oh, that's fucked. Yeah, load in at noon. Well, people were like, dude, like I'm selling these tickets and it's fucking dying fetus or whatever. You know, like oh, whatever. Like yeah. I bet like Slipknot well, like, or something like that. You know what I mean? Would do shit. Like that. It was all a scam because it was like you know he was just him trying to make sure that they sold more tickets and at the end of the day, all he cared. A lot of the bands would end up just giving him the money so they could play the show. Right. It was such a fucked up. Thing. Yeah, because like, you could they wouldn't sell the tickets. Yeah, and he'd be like, fuck. So you'd have to pay to play, yeah. and that's how that works. Because you'd be like, well, we got to give him, because okay, he said okay. he would give you, you know, hey, these tickets are worth, you know, you can sell them for 12 but I want 7 bucks or 10 bucks for every ticket you sell, and you can keep the rest. But you'd end up never selling them all, or like, you'd sell like five to like your friends, and then you'd be like, <laughs> got like 95 tickets left over, like, what the fuck? Yeah, was giving a whole shitload of money, and they're like, oh, cool, we're playing with Slipknot, yeah, so we never like, like Biohazard or fucking whatever. Yeah, we just paid 500 bucks to play at 2 p.m. Yeah, it's sick. fucking <laughs> uh, yeah. Biohazard's not even there yet. Right. Uh, so he did the Kill by Numbers thing, and then this is one that probably a few people know about, but uh, Chris and I did a band that never played a show called Chuggernaut. And <laughs> we were just like, it was, the, the it was like the beginning of, of our smart ass attitude that eventually translated into Let It Die significantly. And it was just like, we were just making a joke. Like, I think the opening track had a had a soundbite from uh, Major Pain with Damon Wayans. Oh, yeah. Chugga, 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 chugga. And then it would just be like, breakdowns or whatever, you know? Yeah. We never played the thing. It was always like, we would refer to the shit like breakdowns, like chug, 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 yeah, or whatever right. shit. So it was like, yeah, so we were like, instead of Juggernaut, we'll be yeah. the Chuggernaut. And it was just so obscene, you know what I mean? It was so ridiculous. Like, I when like bands would come out and they'd have these ridiculous breakdowns. Like, we, although we liked it and we liked going to shows and we would mosh and, like, have a good time or whatever, we also just, like, we're just like, this is fucking stupid as hell. But we yeah. love it. Oh, and I mean, yeah, like, obviously we had a bit of irony in it with the. Yeah. Definitely. Like, yeah, like, let's just make it fun. And that's what I think, like, that's what carried over, right? You're saying kind of like, let it die was like. Never take ourselves too serious. Yeah, it, nothing was ever serious, and I think that that was ultimately the thing that, like, um, we didn't really get, like, that ultimate, like, hardcore respect, I don't think, just because, like, we didn't really fucking give a shit, dude. We were, like, fortunate yeah. enough to have the relationship with the people that we did. We played the shows. We went in. 
fucking whatever, man. Like, this is a hobby. This is what we like to do. And uh, we were lucky enough to have opportunities to fucking do it. I mean, up to, like, dude, we played Hellfest 2004 in Syracuse. Uh, I'm super happy to tell that story uh, before we get into, like, the beginning of Let It Die, if you want to, because we had oh, a buddy. Yeah. So basically, through the, the website, they were like, oh, these small bands can, like, submit a demo and like you could play a stage at Hellfest and we're like oh fuck yeah we don't fucking play Hellfest like we, we, yeah, we the go there and we enjoy night. it every year or whatever so like we would love to play it because we're an established band we thought so anyway <laughs> and so we get on the thing and like basically they start to run this campaign where you submit their demo they post a demo on their site and this is like pre-text message like pre pre a lot of the things that we have now with like our smartphones and uh people will vote for the winner and the winner will get a spot on a stage hot topic stage or some shit at yeah you know which was kind of fraudulent at the time but fuck man those shows were stacked man every band that you'd ever want to see were playing in a matter of three days and so we started to see because you could check you could check the progress and how many votes you're getting and we could see that we were getting like our asses handed to us on votes and we're like fuck man how are we not getting any votes at all so we contacted a buddy of ours and that buddy uh, figure out a way to create a bot on the internet, oh, and we faked, we faked votes. <laughs> what the fuck? We faked votes. We don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> you get the votes, dude. put like 10,000 votes in there, and we're going to fucking win. And we won. <laughs> and we won the show. Yeah. So fuck everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'll tell you what, we played at noon on the second day on the smallest stage, and 500 kids watched us, and it was fucking amazing. That's so, great, man. I don't know. Kiss my ass. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I remember all those DVDs, though. Like, like, there's so many people there at the Hellfest shows, mm-hmm. and then it just stopped out of nowhere. I know there's some, some weird drama behind that, but I don't know what, but it just I don't know much stopped. About it. I can't remember when, yeah, they I haven't done those for a little while, have they? Yeah. No, that changed yeah. to something else, and there was another Hellfest like, somewhere else, like, but it was fucking huge. Well, Hellfest has been a big European festival for a long time, but yeah, I know that they have that thing. one different Oh, so not the same. No, it's a completely different okay. thing. Yeah, this yeah. was, uh, Man, was the first one 98 or 99? The first DVD was 2000, but I think they did it a year or two before then. Mm. And then... Yeah. Because uh, I went to one in one? like... Did they skip 2001? I don't remember. I can't remember. I think they skipped 2001, and then they did 02, which was in this huge outdoor park that was amazing. Uh, fucking Dillinger Escape Plan closed one night and set the stage on fire and just left. It was fucking amazing. Oh, I remember, like, wow. that was one of my introductions <laughs> to, like, to, like, hardcore. Because, like, I was going to... I think I've talked to you about this. Like, I didn't have, like, I guess some of the typical, like, path into hardcore. Mm-hmm. I came more through, like, new metal, I guess, into hardcore. Just because yeah. that's what I got into when, yeah. for whatever reason when I was, like, 10 yeah. or 12 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, like, I... Shit, what were we just talking about? Sorry. Help us. Help us. Yeah. Um, fuck. Dude, I have so I many memories. Totally... Dude, I got fucking <laughs> destroyed at the O2... We went to that. Oh one. yeah, no, yeah. Sorry. Too. Yeah, go ahead. I was just saying. Yeah, that was like one of my introductions was going to one of the first Hellfests. Mm-hmm. Was because like I didn't really know a lot. I just remember I was like listening to like a bunch of new metal, and I'd always like gravitate towards like the heavier new metal. Sure. And I'd be like, man, like my buddies would all be like getting down, like, hey, I, let's listen to Three Eleven. I'm like, no, man, put on the f- fucking whatever with the most screaming possible. I don't even remember. Yeah. Back in the day. Sure. But, but yeah, it was like. I just remember, like, I started hearing some of that music, and I was like, holy shit, this is it. This is what I was looking for. Yeah. I'd heard Buried Alive, 
Yeah, and I saw they were playing at like I remember I saw them at the Token or something randomly, mm -hmm. and I was like, I don't even I don't know if that was with you. It was Pharaohs or Token? I think it was Pharaohs actually. Pharaohs, yeah, yeah. Pharaohs like the side little, yeah, little one. Yeah, Pharaohs made it until I think about '99. I think is when they closed Pharaohs. They couldn't handle it because the, the walls were getting thrashed up and. I don't know what was going on with the management or whatever, but I think that the venue just just could they just couldn't make ends meet or whatever, and the shows were just getting fucking hard. Fucking like, place, and you're talking about like I finally found what <laughs> what I'm looking for. Like I remember yeah. watching Trifon at that fucking Earth Mover show, and like they I think they had to uh, so Trifon never like made it through like the whole set. It seemed like because people would go so fucking crazy or the band would go crazy and like it would just fucking be mass hysteria and I think like somebody got like their eye poked out or something like that and they had to like that's stop for like five minutes and then I think they played one more song and it was that they, that's all that the crowd could handle oh, wow. no, that's, that that's what I was gonna say is like that's what I remember about that Hellfest was I think it might have been the first DVD one because I remember it was like one of my first like big hardcore things I went to and I went to that I, was like, I don't know what it was 99 or something I remember Converge played. I never even knew who Converge was. Mm -hmm. And they played, and, like, as soon as they started, they opened up with, like, Saddest Gay, and just the whole oh, fuck. It just was right. insanity. And, like, a dude's eye got knocked out. And just oh, shit. Out of his fucking eye socket with, yes. like, the nerves. And it was... I was like, that's, like, my introduction to hardcore <laughs> shows. Dude, I <laughs> just got... Like, All right, so, going is it. funny. The callback... <laughs> nature of this conversation like we were just talking about Hellfest because I remember watching until the end at, at Hellfest 02 and I was trying to climb up on the stage to participate in the sing-along for one of the fucking huge songs or whatever and I got fucking booted like right in the fucking eyeball and I remember like oh my god like is this how I die this is, it, it was fucking gnarly dude like not even in the eye socket like the eyeball just got jammed back into the fucking back of my head it was so fucking gnarly that was amazing but do you remember that second stage because we went to hellfest 02 together right yeah that was a, the one that was uh, the outside one or yeah. whatever yeah, yeah yeah i remember when we found out it was like 1 o'clock in the afternoon on the second stage and we're like dude fucking the guy from buried alive has a new band and it's just called terror <laughs> and they're playing or whatever and we're like we gotta go see it and like we went early and like went to go check out the stage for terror yeah and who was playing right before terror black dahlia murder oh, oh shit and we were like what the fuck are you guys doing here and they're like what the fuck are you guys doing here really like, yeah we you know, asked boys that you knew those people i mean just, just cause yeah. like they would for a while yeah. like mr muggs and ypsilanti a lot of these other venues they opened for like a shitload of hardcore and or metalcore bands. Like I yeah, saw them I mean, with a Death for Every Sin. You remember I their saw, first demo? Yeah, like, uh, it what was, a horrible night to have a curse it, or something like, like I that. I don't know. Yeah. Did you ever listen to that? Like their first demo. I don't know who is, they are, but I don't know the demo. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. well, Black Dahlia obviously they're like death metal. You know, death metal, it's straight up death metal now. But like when they their first shit, it was moshcore. Yeah. For real. It was like he, they. Yeah, I don't know. It was like yeah. They opened they, up for Life Once Lost. I saw them with Death for Every Sin. I saw them with Seven Angels, Seven Plagues. I saw them with Circle of Dead Children. That's a little bit more metal, but but dude, you'd see them play opening hardcore bands, like hardcore yeah. shows. And Remember, I mean, there was first, even later, dude. Yeah, like after Let It Die was a band, I'm pretty sure they did a tour, a co-headliner with Terror, and they played St. Andrew's Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, Unearth played that show as well. That yeah, show. that's great. There's a like, Spider-Man jumped off of the fucking speakers there at St. Andrew's. Those 25, 20 foot speakers. <laughs> Spider-Man jumped. That's off. awesome. Yeah, yeah so fast forward, I guess, to Let It Die, he was doing a thing with, with John Deering, who was uh, originally in Black Dahlia Murder. And yeah, then and then, him. yeah, he was, I don't remember what happened with him in Black Dahlia, but yeah, he wanted to start doing a hardcore band instead, and yeah, I just, 
I don't even remember how I knew him or how I met him. John? Yeah. Me neither, because I was the last guy. They had a whole yeah. band, and they had... You had, like, at least two or three songs. And yeah. then you called me, and you were like, do you want to do this thing? And I was like, I don't fucking know how to do that or whatever. So uh, I went to their practice, and I just started screaming on a microphone. And they were like, yep. That's like, it. Okay. Huh? It worked out. <laughs> okay. It's funny yeah, how... Like, yeah, we had, like, one song in turned a Chuggernaut song into this second song. Is that what we did? Yeah. I think there's two or three Let It Die songs that are Chuggernaut songs. No way. But, yeah. See? I don't even remember what that demo. <laughs> that Chuggernaut demo, we burned so on CD-ROMs, put it in the clear jewel case, and dropped them off at fucking... Rock of Ages? Rock of Ages <laughs> in Westland. Oh my God. Yep. So that anyone was... that's still got one of those li- probably lived in Westland or, or Livonia. That's probably yeah. hilarious. Probably interesting to hear. Yeah. I got, I got it. It's... You got maybe, it? maybe it'll it'll I hear some it. it'll hear some I definitely hear it. I don't remember <laughs> shit. It's not bad, the, man. It was I played recorded guitar in that. Yeah. I didn't even sing. That oh, was oh, weird. I didn't even know you played any instruments. I didn't... Chris sang on that record and played guitar, and yeah. I also played guitar. Yeah. But I am not as good as him, so I'm pretty sure he had to record both of the guitars. Dude, do we want to tell the Lisp story about that? Because we might as well sing it. He's gonna be mad. No, the Lisp was gonna sing and that thing, and just didn't work out. I do because yeah, we. Went and recorded that with uh, Mike Hasty, the from Cloud City. Yeah, yeah. The, well, because he had at a studio loft. at the Loft. Okay. Um, the dude from Walls, yeah, and he, like, yeah, he, yeah, we recorded that, and I remember, yeah, we had Mike doing it, and he's like, didn't work out. I don't know about this, guys. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it was. But Mike has always fun. been a super good friend. He yeah. toured with Let It Die. He did a couple at least weekends or maybe even a week with us or whatever. Yeah. And he's always helped us out whenever we've been around. He's been a really great friend, personally good. and professionally. Nice. Yeah, because I reached out to him. Eventually have him over here. What did he say? Does he want to come in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. Have his ass in here. Yeah, he'll, he'll talk. He's got a fucking time. shit ton of stories, dude. I guarantee you. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And he up. went on to do what I went on to do, which is like traveling with... Uh, bigger artists and, and making money and he's been very successful speaking of Black Dahlia Murder yeah. he tour managed uh, Black Dahlia Murder for years no shit like did co-headliners with Candle Corpse and like all kinds of like really 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 awesome yeah, shit. yeah dude he's yeah, a awesome. fucking pro for sure sure Walls is fucking huge still right people love that bit Walls Jericho they're huge yeah it's crazy uh, it's whenever crazy. they play a show you know what I feel like they've always been really smart not only because uh, I think a lot of them uh, have all chosen their own uh, paths in life as far as like family, mm-hmm. um, you know, Rossins and Stick to Your Guns, which is a very successful band. Aaron Ruby's a very successful tattooer. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they've kind of found a balance, and specifically overseas, I mean, yeah, they fucking they absolutely it murder it. Yeah, he's playing for like an fest and shit, yeah. or Eper Fest, however you say it, and it's just 100,000 people. Yeah. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, they're, 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 they're one of those bands that, like, I felt like they never got as much hype here in Detroit. Yeah, the United States did not have an appreciation as much as... But, you know what, I don't think it has anything to do with them. I think it's just the the cultural differences because Let It Die toured Europe and we did 26 shows in 30 days or something like that throughout Europe and there were a couple of venues that we... You know, we did the the proverbial show in front of the other band members or Mm -hmm. shows in front of 10 people, 20 people, 30 people, whatever. Um, but then we played like in Germany and there was like fucking hundreds of people. We played this squat in Florence, Italy. There was fucking, it was packed shoulder to shoulder. Um, we had a lot of really nuts too. If you were France, yeah. We, that was, we talked a little bit about like doing cover songs and like let it die's history with cover songs. Yeah. And you had mentioned poison the well, we played nerdy from poison the well one time and it was at that show in France. 
okay. I don't remember that. Okay. <laughs> Nerdy. Yes, we did. We did, it. we did do that. <laughs> That's like my first like introduction to like yeah. the screaming fucking music. That and that band's um, uh, Hope's Fall. I'm sure remember them. Yep. Yeah, them and Poison the Well are the first like shit that I heard. Of. Trust kill. Yeah. That fucking guy. Yeah. God, yeah. Poison the Well. That, they got me. Yeah, because that was around the same. Yeah, that was around the same time I was getting into this stuff. And then, yeah, I saw him at Wired Frog. Wired Frog. It's a telegraph, right? It was. It was on Gratiot, right? Oh, and like up in. It was. Oh, what East Point. Point. East Point. Yeah. Okay. There was a frog on uh, Telegraph Five Miles. Uh, Bullfrogs. Bullfrog. Oh, maybe. Yeah, it was a that frog. That shop bar where people go to get laid. No, <laughs> no, no, it's my Detroit pop. I don't I just... think that's open anymore. That's Bullfrogs. Five and Telegraph. Wired <laughs> Frog is East Point on your crash okay. um, Different place. But that was kind of like a place. Like Flint Local was kind of like that, um, where like a lot of local bands could go and gang together as friends and like do a show. And if you know, like fifty people showed up, everyone was like super psyched about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, towards the end of. What, 2005, 2006, whatever. Like, Tyrant shows. You guys had the fucking, like, it's like, it could be a local show, but if it's you and Tyrant playing, there were like 300 people there. Yeah. On a Wednesday night. Was it? Sure. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think the Magic Stick would be fucking packed. Yeah. Well, so our final show, for sure, was packed. Um, I think just because people were, didn't want to see us stop or whatever, and like, at the time, I had started touring in between tours, and then I had gotten offered like legitimate tours for legitimate money, and I was like, "Guys, I'm sorry, like, fucking, this seems like it's going to be an opportunity for a career, and like, I don't care what you guys do, but it seems weird to continue or whatever." So we just didn't, but we did go out with a bang, and that was a lot of fun. Um, Dave Hayes threw somebody down the stairs at that show. Yeah, this is a funny. It's a pretty funny story because. Oh my god, that person's related to you, isn't it? Yes. Oh, that's my a god, funny that's story. A great story. Well, it's a funny story. I mean, like, name off you want, but I gotta hear it. <laughs> no, no. I mean, this is no. This is fine. We can talk about this. It doesn't. Whatever. We don't care. <laughs> I talked to Dave about it too, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I remember that. I wanted to whoop your ass at that show. I was like, for real? I had no idea the whole time. He was that's like, your last show? You said? Yeah. He was okay. like, I'm gonna fucking whoop this dude's ass or whatever. And then like when he got into it with that person and threw him down the stairs, I was like, Look, man, I don't even know what fucking happened, but that's not my people. And he was like, All right, respect. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's what what's funny about that is so well. You remember the end of the very end of Let It Die, like. I didn't end up doing like the last few things. Yeah. Like you guys did like a, I don't know what it there was. There was some like, rocky shit. We did Tristan very dirty. Yeah. There was some weird stuff happened. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we put it past. We put it past us. We had the conversation already. <laughs> we don't have to make this a therapy session, but we did go through it and talked about it. And you know, I definitely owed him an apology. And you know, we well, long story short, we basically said, ah, fuck this shit, and then we went on tour without him. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. It was shit. But your band, everyone else went on tour. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. Anyway, so whatever. Yeah, it's all good. We're, we're good but now. We're good. Anyways, so yeah, so I guess you guys did that. You did like Should a tour with, over there. like a week or two with Suffocate Faster, and then you, I guess, did this last show with the Magic Stick. Mm-hmm. I guess I. You didn't I play was, it. I didn't play. Great. Glad I remember but, that. But yeah, so <laughs> I wasn't there. Moment. I was not there, but some of my family members came thinking I was going to be there. Oh my god! And oh, this is my cousin awesome. who is. <laughs> who is extremely drunk and kind of a huge mess yeah. mm-hmm. and that's who got Dave Hayes through yeah because it was like it was like like dude, there was a there was a <laughs> moment there was a moment those years that let it die was a band where there was a specific geographical location in the mosh pit 
where it was populated by people like Dave Hayes and Zach <laughs> and like all these fucking the scariest, scariest monsters ever that you're like, dude, okay, so all I have to do to enjoy myself tonight is not go over by those guys. And you can mosh or whatever, you know what I mean? But if you ended up fucking with those guys, square footage, you're going to get fucked up and it's not going to be pretty. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's just how it went. It's that's so just how it was. There was an understanding. You had a fucking, it's hilarious and cheesy to say, but you had a mosh IQ or you didn't and you got your fucking ass whooped. That's basically <laughs> yeah. what it was, dude. Well, yeah, I mean, my you cousin admittedly was not a... Not Someone with all. any mosh IQ. No, she, nothing. She's like, oh... That, wait, is that that's my cousin's band? They're playing. Oh, I'm gonna go see them. Yeah. And then stand yeah. in front. Yeah, <laughs> and then they go to a hardcore show, and, and Dave Pace throws them down the stairs. Somebody got <laughs> so there you go. I remember. I've told him that story before. <laughs> but I know what band was. I said, I don't know what band was playing, but I know that happened for sure. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't remember if Chris and I have talked about this, but the other thing that I think was brought up was our record release show was at. A VFW hall in the basement in Ferndale, yeah. one whatever that street is starts with a V, one block north of Nine Mile on the east side. It's a pizza beer bar restaurant called Embrew now, but we played our record release show there, and Tyrant played before us, and uh, the crowd or whoever wrecked the whole fucking place, just chairs and tables and just like garbage cans and shit being thrown everywhere or whatever. Didn't we have to fucking like? talk the dude off the ledge about like yo man like we're gonna finish this show like yeah, we'll give yeah. you a couple you know and we had like sold a bunch of cds because it was our record release and we just gave him the cd money and was like buy yourself a couple new chairs and tables like what can i say dude the show is fucking awesome <laughs> what do you want <laughs> me to do <laughs> i remember that was the, the other totally time worth. like it's funny that those are the two times <laughs> like Unannounced, like family members of mine came to like shows because that was the other show they came. Oh, to. Of, course, there. of course, they Man. see Dave. <laughs> Dave's entire <and Tyron> again. <laughs> it's like ah! this is this is what's going on. This is hilarious. Good, another one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take, take another. I'll take another one. Yeah, but yeah, those. That's just fun. Grab that Aperol like, too, will you? Yeah, the two times like my normie family comes to like see me. Dave, That's why, like, Dave anytime my, anytime my parents show any interest in any of that shit, I'm always just like, just no, please. Yeah, please. no, I, you know, I told him plenty of times, like, guys, you're not gonna like this. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you always see. You're not, you know, they think they're gonna like it. Yeah, and not it's only like, is the music like not good for like adults past a certain age, but like also like the kids get fucking rambunctious, and yeah. also it's it's. Fucking silly, right? You know what I mean? Like it's fucking silly. There. It's ridiculous. Or who doesn't know they're they're ignorant to like what's yeah. happening? They get mad, or yeah, I mean, they, they can just talk thing. to anybody any way they want. Yeah, but they got thirty people behind them just foaming at the mouth, you know, waiting to do. Something I mean, you stupid. just you see it anytime you go to like a hate breed show, yeah, or whatever. It's like the people who don't get hardcore and mm -hmm. the people who do, and it's always a big fucking battle. Yeah, I don't even know if they're like foaming at the mouth looking for that shit. Maybe yeah. there were some years where they were like predisposed for violence or whatever. Well, but so I, I see think it. that like, dude, like confrontation, having certain confrontations and having relationships, friendships, you know, fucking falling outs with people like that. It's just like. They want to be there and enjoy the fucking show too. And if you got some fucking turd, like skanking in front of you and fucking slaps you in the mouth with their smelly fucking bullshit or whatever, like they're gonna get fucked up, dude. Like get the fuck out of my airspace. You know yeah, what I mean? for sure. Smell like shit. And that's I think that's more along the lines of like realistically how it went. You know? Yeah. I'm sure there was definitely some ego and some tough guy stuff, but honestly, like, dude, fucking get your fucking sweat off of me. Like get off of me, dude. It's gross. Yeah. 
Please go away, my sweet dogs. They love to come and interrupt these almost every time. It's okay, thank you. So, so besides a lot of die shows being so crazy and violent, I remember a certain group of your guys' friends seemed to never have any clothes on. They always took their shirts and pants off. A couple friends. You guys remember that? You have to. Yeah. What was that about? Yeah. Every I mean, time. I, I feel like Robbie like, was naked a lot. Robbie was naked all the time. Yeah. Our drummer. Shit anywhere. Shit anywhere. Jerk off on your mom. Like, Frank always had a shirt off. Well, you guys are underwear and flip flops. I know it. Yeah. It, it, you know, I think it just ultimately came down to like people just being comfortable and being goofballs. Being and so silly. Like I had mentioned earlier, like we did come from more of a punk rock sensibility. So like the sort of playful nature of like what we did. So um, and, and I think it also yeah. goes back to what I said about people like not really loving us that much because we didn't give a fuck. We would do whatever, and we were smart enough to not get caught doing something that we weren't supposed to most of the time. Yeah. Most of yeah. the time. Um, but yeah, lots of nudity. Um, I remember, okay, I got a couple of great stories. Let's see. Uh, so Plenty of Van Morrison. Yeah, we went down to Ohio to do a string of shows with our buddies and suffocate faster for a weekend. And we stopped at a fast food restaurant or rest stop or something to get snacks and shit as we always would do on the way down and i remember our friend that came was older than us and he w he was very daddy he was very daddy about everything like he was very like he was uh, touring with bands and he was just friends with us but also like knew how to run a tight crew or whatever and and he was just like he wasn't tolerant of uh the shit that we would pull it all but so for that reason <laughs> we had to just think on a higher level than he did and i remember there was one time we stopped and our merch guy was around the corner of the building, across from the van, and they had one of those commercial air conditioning units where the fans blow the air up. Yeah. And we gave him the signal when the dude walked out of the store, and he pulled his pants down and started peeing <laughs> into the air conditioning unit, and piss went all over the fucking place, all over the dude, and it was fucking hilarious. And then, like, even on that same trip, like, he bought a bunch of snacks and a pack of gum or whatever. I remember we stole his pack of gum and just, like, we all, like, ate the whole, like, thing, and we were all chewing super loudly, and he didn't realize, and then he was like, what the, what the fuck are you guys, did you guys eat all my gum? You know what I mean? Like, we were always just, like, playing jokes and just fucking with people. Was and a great time. We would run, like, people don't understand how much time, downtime there is to kill on tour. And I'm sure a lot of people spend that time sitting in vans, sweating their dicks off, sweating their pussies off, I shouldn't be exclusive to males or whatever, but like, people sometimes, a lot of times don't talk about that. A lot of that empty space for us was spent adventuring, because even though we got to get on stage for 30 minutes or 25 minutes a night and do some crazy shit, we would do ridiculous i know for like okay so some of the venues there's no dressing room not that that shit is hilarious like you don't you sit in a parking lot you know what i mean you open up the back doors of the van and you're just like, oh, like it's your, here, and yeah. yeah you just fucking wait or whatever there's really just no accommodation whatsoever i remember we were in pennsylvania one time and we went and had lunch at a subway and it was like just this fucking hillbilly mountain town there's nobody there fucking nobody paying attention fucking sandwiches sucked even for subway standards and it was just fucking ridiculous and we just like we're like dude you know it'd be fucking sweet if we opened up the trailer door and put one of these fucking like picnic table situations in it and then we'd have like a little dressing room on tour or whatever so we literally like had two guys keep the door open and the rest of us just picked up the chick it was one piece so it's two benches 
and then a table, and we picked the whole thing up, walked out the door, put it in our trailer, locked the trailer, and drove away. And that was our dressing room for like the next three weeks. <laughs> Fucking subway bed. So yeah, so that subway bed set reminds me of the when we were on the ferry. Do you remember that from in Europe? Europe, yeah. I don't remember much about the ferry except for some fucking little limey kid who went in my pockets trying to fucking take the money out of my pockets. I yeah, no, I just remember that we were on that overnight ferry because we played in that weird-ass oh, yeah. place in no Norway. Yeah. We got tattooed by the singer of... Thank you. Got tattooed by the singer of... Uh, yeah, yeah. Fight in Blood. Yeah, the, the finger tattoos that I was too scared to get. But, yeah, <laughs> Tristan was the only one that was too afraid to get that one. But we all we yeah. all got finger tattoos by the singer of Purified in Blood, which is a straight edge Norwegian band. They're fucking awesome. And uh, I don't remember what happened on the ferry, Chris. No, but I just remember we were. It was like an overnight ferry, oh, and it was just like madness. It's okay. Oh, like I remember we like broke into like an area that was closed off, and we like I don't know like it was like a, the cafeteria thing. So we were just like broke into it. Oh my god! We were just god, eating like dude. ice cream all oh night, my and, god. Then, and then I remember we <laughs> threw what a bunch of I remember we shits, threw dude. some shit off the boat. What a bunch of like into idiots, the ocean, <laughs> like we were just throwing like random shit they had Tables, outside, chairs, like, benches, yeah. just into the ocean. <laughs> just fucking being assholes. Oh, I love it. So, yeah, and I remember so someone came for us, and we just like dude. I remember we ran and hid in our rooms <laughs> because it was like it was this overnight ferry, like. You had to take a boat basically to get back to mainland Europe, and it was overnight. And we had our, we like drive your van on there, and there's just like, it's like a huge moving hotel. So, like, yes. we were getting like chased through the hotel. We had to like go hide in our rooms and stuff. Jesus and, like, Christ. Uh, the security. Yeah, so we were like little fucking so spoiled little fucking pricks. Well, I mean, I guess that's kind of like the behavior that we, that we exhibited. It was just because we like to adventure and have fun and stir up trouble and, and, yeah. For that reason, we didn't have. I don't think we really had a great uh, reputation at all. Like I know that I've had conversations with people throughout the years of like guys who were in Let It Die and then would go out. You know, like we had a dude that was uh, went out and I think played in guitar or tour played guitar tour managed set your goals. And they found out that he was like in Let It Die, and they're like, "Oh my God!" Because we played some shows with Set Your Goals, like in the South, and yeah. like we were doing s same shit, and they're weird. People just didn't like it. Cause, fuck it, you know. Fuck we were like little, like we were like little brats, you know. Pop, pop but shit. I'll tell you what, man. Like some of those memories, they stick oh, with us, hilarious. and you know, people have tendencies to do things that they're not proud of, um, and you know. It's live fun. and you learn. Yeah, you live and you learn or you don't. Well, yeah, when you're a bunch of young, younger, 20-year-old idiots, like, out on the road with your friends, like... <laughs> taking a ferry <laughs> from Norway <laughs> to fucking Denmark, like, at 20 years old for the first time ever. That's like, insane. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, That's we're ready just, yeah. to burn this whole fucking boat to the ground. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, we're... We didn't yeah, we're getting shit. driven around playing yeah. fucking stupid music. Yeah. Like, it's like... <laughs> it, got really, I mean, it got really out of... It was really out of control. Like, we come to your town, piss on your mom, kiss your boyfriend. I don't know why we kiss your boyfriend instead of your girlfriend, but... And just, like, do, like, most gnarly, stupid fucking shit, dude. That's so good. It's crazy. So, how did you guys end up... <laughs> <laughs> no, just the thing, because that's like exactly what well, I haven't thought about it in years. We would never exactly what we, we would, would do. We would always go and find the dude. Yeah, to go but you know what? You know, just Big to Rob, make people feel yeah. real yeah, uncomfortable. Big Rob would come on tour with us or whatever. <laughs> fucking smack some. You talking shit? Smack him. The, you know what I mean? Like he's just. A, you know. <laughs> I love Rob. Shout yeah, out. I love Rob. Rob Armstrong. I haven't seen him in a little while. 
I gotta see him soon. I know he's doing well. That's all I know. I bet. Yeah. He's a family man. I live in life. Yeah. Union guy. Dude, his location where his house is? Killer. Killer. He's in an area close, right? He's adjacent to Oak Cafe. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, no shit. Right? Yeah. Right there. I used to work at Jerry's right across the street. Dude, yeah, buy Bushka and all kinds of fucking gnarly sausages from yeah. there all the time. I love it. My dad was part owner back in the 90s up until he died in 2009. Mm. But uh, it was a good spot to work. Fuck yeah, <laughs> I bet. Fresh meat was the best. Fuck yeah, dude. Shout out to Rob Armstrong. Shout out to Rob and Armstrong. And Don. Or Don's cousin. I haven't seen Don in a lot of years, but I heard he's doing really well. Don's the one who got me into all this shit. Really? At Jerry's. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Don and Don V and yeah. Nick Z now is a very Jesus. successful tattooer. Yeah. No, I was just uh, Don, I was like, all he's done And then it popped into my head. I was like, <laughs> Fat Don. Yeah. <laughs> Fat Don. I don't think he's Fat Don anymore, though, right? Uh, no, I don't think, I haven't seen him in a long time, last time I seen him, he wasn't that fat, so. Well, we shouldn't talk shit anyways. Fuck him, he's Either a dickhead. I <laughs> know, <laughs> he was, to me anyway. Right on. <clears throat> but, Are you in the middle of asking a question before we just, no, I, I don't remember. Okay, he's blindsided. No, and also say, so, how'd you guys end up, like, in Europe, like, doing such a big-ass tour, well, like, a month-long tour, 26 shows, 30, how does that work out? You coordinate uh, I'm going to go ahead and something. hand it over to Tristane after I say, let the record reflect it was not a big-ass tour by any stretch yeah. of the imagination. It was like a month in. No, I mean... It was a long tour. <laughs> it was... It was... We we got to tour Europe. We got to tour Europe. How's that? That sound? was fucking cool. So, yeah, there you go. Right, but, yeah, for it. being... I'm trying to remember. There was a... What was the name of that? Still Life or something? Still Life, yeah. So this guy, Fra, I can't remember Fra, his last name. Fra Francesco or something. He was a dude yeah. that ran a label out there. Yeah, and he, he was doing a straight-edge vegan hardcore band called To Kill. And he was like, yeah, dude, fuck, put your record out and come to her. And we were like, cool. And we just like let him do everything. Nice. Yeah, it was just this, this dude got a, got a hold of us, a hold of me somehow. I don't even remember. But yeah, just this guy from Italy. We were just emailing back and forth. And he was like... He was like, yeah, I'll put your record out, I'll book you a tour. And I'm like, uh, yes, okay. And then he actually did it. And I was wow. like, he so just, just like... show up? Well, he was, yeah, it was, a, well, you know... He did just show up. Basically, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Where are we yeah. going? Well, we got wild, dude. showed wild. up and you got a hand stuck up your ass and all oh that stuff. Oh, my God. But... <laughs> <laughs> through customs, I was wearing camel shorts and a Hunter Demons hoodie, and they literally just grabbed me and they were just like, come with us in Italian, I don't remember. <laughs> And, dude, I had to pull all my fucking shit down and fucking bend over, and they put a hand up my ass. It was gnarly. I was like, this yeah. is fucking gnarly embarrassing. Yeah, I did not like this at all. Well, yeah, no, I mean, he just, he did it, he did it all. He booked the whole show. They had a van for us. We just showed up. Because, like, he would just email me and be like, yeah, these are the shows we got booked. And I'm just like, all right, cool. And it, when do we need to be there? That's fucking so, so cool. Yeah, and we just figured it out, got our passports, and... Remember that was a mess too. For some reason, there was like a last-minute thing with your passport. God, but, dude. but yeah, we got over there. We made it, and yeah, it happened. We played all the shows we were supposed to. We did. <laughs> yeah, we did. So it's like getting there, just out of your pocket, or the whole entire thing out of your pocket. Yeah, that the only thing. So like, you're not making money when you're seeing yeah, like no, that people in different country every night. Yeah, that whole tour. I remember that one was like, hey, pave your plane tickets. We'll take care of everything else. Okay. And yeah, if there's so, money left over at the end. If for Probably some reason, we'll we'll give you a little. I remember. I don't even. 
If there was, there was like a tiny bit. Like we paid for like a plane ticket. or something. Yeah, I think. You know what I mean? I feel like I remember we each got like a hundred bucks at the end of the door or something ridiculous. Like it was nothing. Hundred bucks is better than. Well, the experience was... Yeah, it was like, hey, we got a month-long vacation in Europe and got driven around to all these crazy-ass places. crazy shit. And just got to experience all this shit that, you know... Went to the Louvre and shit. Whatever, 90... Whatever percent of people never really get to do. And it's like, fuck, I'll... Yeah. That's kind of part of the experience is like... Like, for us doing that is like... You know, if we would ever even consider describing the... Uh, Let It Die's sort of like stint as successful. It was more about the uh, level of experiences that we were fortunate enough to see. We didn't make a fucking nobody makes a fucking dime in that shit. No, they did. They just don't. If they do, they end up on a fucking Ozfest stage or something like this and doing all that shit. And even those bands struggle super hard. So Mm -hmm. it was more about the experiences. You know what I mean? Like I remember being 25 years old. uh, It was almost 15 years ago now. And telling stories of being where we had gone, and people's minds would be blown because they can't couldn't even fathom like leaving their own hometown. So, yeah. in that respect, there isn't you couldn't buy that. You know what I mean? Like we, we just yeah. did it. We just decided to do it. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No, we got super lucky. Like we got. I mean, like we were talking about with Ramona, we just had this other guy just helped us out. Like he was into the band, and yeah, he hooked us up and yeah. busted his ass. He did a lot of work and. Yeah. Just the networking yeah. alone, you know, and just being nice to other people it will help you yeah. a long way, I guess. Sure. Or he might reach out to you, hey, your band. I think he them. ended up hating us, but. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent, those dudes hated our fucking. <laughs> <laughs> like, the fucking deposit back anyway. Uh, <laughs> Robbie and Moyan got arrested in fucking Germany Holy because shit. we stopped at like the German equivalent of like a. a a gas station uh, service center, whatever. No, my oh, dude. I'm one of those things. Did one of the ones powered? they had in Philly, the yeah. big crazy ones. Yeah, it's still going. Oh, okay. There we go. Okay. Brown out. Holy shit. Brown out. <laughs> um, so, what, what's the big crazy gas station they have in like Philly? Or like yeah. in Pennsylvania? That's still recording, right? Wawa. Okay. It was like that. <laughs> yeah. like, it was like that. So it was like a Wawa or like a Sheets or something like that, you know? <laughs> but it was in Germany. And they had these fucking obnoxious looking six foot tall cylindrical bags of popcorn and Robbie and Moyon just grabbed one and just started running out of the fucking store laughing because it was just like ridiculous and totally got arrested like totally got arrested. arrested yeah totally got Fuck. arrested we were like dude like, here's a fucking money for the popcorn yeah I was trying to remember that and they did they let him go but like, oh, you have to pay? Yeah. Here, we're just <laughs> dumb Americans. Oh, yeah! All right, we did play a little stupid. Oh, we don't speak a German or whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> you just pretend you have no idea. Yeah. yeah we're happened. from America. Well, There's like a free popcorn year. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like a Euro 50 or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It was not like they were expensive pieces. It was just like, how funny would it be if we just walked out with these impossibly large bags of popcorn and did it? Because yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing. Is like we, we were never doing out of Stonehenge, remember that? Yeah, thrown out of Stonehenge. <laughs> so yeah. you go to Stonehenge, you can't go and walk up and like do selfies like on the rocks, like leaning on the rocks or anything like that. Right. They're stanchioned off like many, many feet before you can mm-hmm. get there. And like we walked up to it, and there wasn't a lot of people there, and they're like, "What the fuck is this shit for?" And we just walked right over it, <laughs> walked right <laughs> up to the Stonehenge, and we're just like taking photos or whatever. And security was like, "Uh, 
Get the fuck out of here! Like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Well, I mean, we, did good... right. <laughs> we did some good Vatican photos too. I remember that. Vatican photos. <laughs> yeah. oh, all kinds of shit. We're jumping, we're jumping, fountains. Such jumping around in fountains and city centers and fucking all kinds of things. Yeah. So we went crazy, dude. We had a great time. Lived it up. Yeah. Wow. Well, fuck. So is that like uh, after Let It Die? Like, I know you continued to tour all over the place. But what is it? I did Do a it? lot of. Shit, yeah. You tour too? Because. Did you tour? He's more of like an audio engineer. He's okay. done awesome bands since then and also recorded a lot of really great yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's mostly what I was doing. I I remember like after Let It Die broke up or whatever, I went. I uh, went back to school, started learning how to do recording stuff a little bit, and then just started doing that. And then, yeah, that's how I got into a bunch. Like, I think the first band I recorded I was Johnny D's band. Um, in Battle of Ray? Yeah. No, no. Uh, Eat Spit. Eat Spit. Yes. After In Battle of Ray. After In Battle of Ray. Johnny D played bass for us to sell. Yeah. Yeah. To sell us. And uh, he did In Battle of Ray, which was, was like more death metal. Yeah, they were kind of core. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were kind of like. Blast beats in there. That uh, stuff I was taught, like. What Black Dahlia used to do, right? With, like in Battle Array, where yeah. it would be like, oh, they were fucking heavy, dude. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Battle Array, dun, dun. and then uh, Eat Spit. He, yeah, that was yeah. where you so started. I, I recorded. That's where I I recorded them, and then I remember they like kicked out their guitar player and asked if I wanted to do it, and I started playing with them, and then oh nice. Yeah, I don't know. I just started. Yeah, just got into the recording stuff for a while, and <laughs> was doing a ton of that shit, and I can't even. I'd I'd have to think and write down. The other the bands I played in, I don't even remember now. Just Wikipedia. But, you don't have yeah. Wikipedia page? No, Chris Tristain not, not at Wiki? <laughs> no. Wiki Tristain? I didn't know you were in Eat Spins. I remember that band. Yeah, yeah, I, play, I played with them for a little bit, for a couple of years. Those fucking shitheads. Those guys were shitheads, weren't yeah. they? Too? Yeah, no, they were... I don't remember. Well, yeah, no, the, I mean, the singer... This, I'm still friends with, like, Dickie. Well, they're like, partying, like, acting crazy at shows. I remember the Modern Exchange, seeing them there all the time. Well, Dickie's the guy that's talking like, the guitar player for Tharsis. Like, Dickie? Tharsis A. Yeah. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Is it the same Dickie? Yeah. Yep. So is it no bigger shit. guy? He's a like wild tall? dude, yeah. Really? Yeah. Is he in the band Dickie with Jam's brother? Dude. With Eric? Tough Call? Is he in Tough Call? No. no? I think you might be thinking of someone I else. Not think I'm thinking of him. I remember Dickie. From he was Taylor, just the other right? guitar player That's in the Battle Array. He was just You're thinking the, of a different guy. Probably. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying Dickie's the guy, the other guitar player in the Battle Array. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, he's also in the other band. They like sang too. So yeah, like, he's. There's like a pop yeah. punk band from Taylor. I forgot they were called. That was tough call. No, that was before. Okay. That was like I a downriver yeah. love show and shit like that. Remember Queer Life and all those bands? Yeah. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. Queer Life. Let it die played with a bunch of those bands. Yeah. I think. yeah, we were like, I don't, you know, because like, uh, I'm still good friends with uh, Little Dave, Lajness. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like him and I did a Misfits cover band for like seven years. We just to scratch the itch because nobody wanted to be in a band, but we'd just be like, oh, dude, we fucking play this Halloween party or something. You know, it was so much fucking fun. Dave is amazing. He sings, plays guitar, plays drums. He's a he's a fucking whole band himself. Well, goddamn, right? It's crazy. Um, but, but yeah. yeah, no, yeah, I was gonna say yeah, a couple. Yeah, I did the Eat Spit stuff. A couple of those dudes. Yeah, like you're saying, they're douchebags, but. <laughs> no, I'm talking about no. the whenever they played a show, shit was. No, I'm not crazy. afraid to say. To, <laughs> afraid to say. They were douchebags to me. I just remember it always being like crazy times with that. Yeah, around. yeah. No, I know. I know what you mean like yeah. at the modern like just yeah. Fucking that place, throwing garbage cans, just yeah, harassing yeah. the owner. Like fuck you, Doug. <laughs> I remember Doug, he was walking around with his. So, uh, we only did Let It Die play. We, 
I feel like we only played the Modern Levy once. I don't even remember if we ever did. But The only thing I remember is we played Modern Exchange on Halloween and we only played cover songs. Yes, I do remember that show. Yes, yep, I remember that. That was weird, weird as fuck. That was weird. Yeah. I remember that show, but I couldn't tell you one one cover. I, I can tell you all of them. A few. <laughs> uh, Bulls on Parade, the <laughs> Mopper Roach song. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do, I do remember that. Uh, Joe Hyde rapped the verses on Bulls on Parade, oh, and it was phenomenal, by the way. You put up a set list, I think, before you guys even played, did you or no? Uh, probably. Maybe. Probably because they were begging for people to like it oh, yeah. or something. I don't fucking even know. That's genius, but then it was huh? like Buried Alive, Death for Every Sin, AFI, Suicide Machines. Hate breed, probably. Yeah. Fucking just a bunch of other hardcore punk probably shit. Probably Slipknot. Sick, I, uh, always. We could never, <laughs> it's almost every time that one was We could played. not get away from playing that song. and it's Why would you? I don't know. It was so terrible. fun, dude. It was so know. fucking fun. People loved well, it. Well, dude, it's one of those things. Like, anytime you, it's like, it turns into a gimmick. And then it's like, I don't know. It just becomes annoying. Like, yeah, yeah, probably like, you guys, but people. Yeah. No, no, I get it because it's like, yeah, it's fun. And when like, you're doing whatever. like, I'm doing like the heavy breathing vocal like part in the bridge. Or whatever, oh yeah. It's like this is so <sighs> sick. This is so dumb. Dude. Like, <laughs> give me a fucking break. Uh, but you know what? I'll say uh, some of our best shows that we played, we did play that song, and some of our best like crowd responses came from that. Ironically enough, which I think says a lot about just like what the public wants or whatever. What people's yeah. perception of what the I feel like that wants. song, like us playing that song, made us friends with some bands on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Like I remember specific yeah. bands. Like yeah. they saw us do that cover and they lost their shit. Mm-hmm. And then we, they were like, we became friends with them, and mm-hmm. they wanted to play shows with us after that. Who's the dude like, from On Broken Wings? Is his name Jonathan Blake? Yep, yep, yep. Super yeah. fucking hard dude. Super he, tough. we played in fucking albany i think yeah it was somewhere it was somewhere in new york valentine's in albany i think we played and i don't remember if on broken wings played that show did they they did it yes. was uh blood and yeah. blood out <sighs> recon remember recon yeah oh, i think yeah. there was like Super a heavy. did shattered realm play i think it was show? a shattered, shattered realm, realm yeah. played that show um and they're just hard motherfuckers everywhere and i remember we played the slipknot cover because we were just like fuck it let's do this and jonathan blake i can't remember if he punched me or pushed me out of the way but he took the mic right out of my hands and just sang the song and I was like that's pretty awesome I'll just let him do it and I think he took his shoe off and he was slapping kids in the face <laughs> while remember his fucking like, shoe while he was singing the song I was like I, I remember great. like they were like we started playing it and then I just saw some commotion happen like he just like flipped over their merch table or some shit and mm-hmm. came running at the stage and like just ripped the <laughs> mic out of your hand yeah. it was just like <laughs> whoever what the fuck like, yeah. I really play Slipknot right now great. <laughs> fuck it's, it it's really great actually that was the I best. loved it yeah. that's the fucking best amazing yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> Well, just going back to how crazy the shows were even around here. I don't know. I'm sure I've mentioned it already, but I don't know if it's a VFW. Maybe Northville or Port Huron. Northville. Snow everywhere. January 1st, 2006. Okay. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, maybe. On Someone High Street? A fucking spare tire in the pit. It hit somebody in the fucking face. That was a Let It Die show? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was that one. There was another one, maybe Romeo or Port Huron for sure. Okay. But I do remember that one because it was anyway. with uh, with Bishop, Bishop. and that uh, Reign of Terror, that like rap, fucking yep. straight edge band, and yep. Yep. Red Baron also did that. With yeah. Yep. yeah, I remember that show too. But just let's just go back. So who brings that fucking spare tire into a mosh pit and throws it? It was like uh, they're like spinning around and threw it. And this guy was mosh having a good time. Boop. Just took him out. Just out on the ground. Whatever it was, like, screaming a Slipknot or whatever the fuck you guys were playing at the time. Stuff like that happened. I feel the like all the fucking shit. time around that era, like. 
Because our era was like three to three to six, like two thousand three to two thousand six, and in that, in those three or four years specifically, there were just so many auxiliary items in the mosh pit. There was just like, why is it? What's that love seat doing in the middle of the? Floor? You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, it's getting thrown or set on fire or something weird. Yeah, you bottle fucking piss being thrown in there some nasty shit it was probably our piss wasn't it yeah <laughs> if it was the bit I remember we had a huge bucket of a bunch of fucked up stuff that Bishop showed <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> dude <laughs> that was so great actually with Bishop we did a van war with, with Bishop and uh who threw the first oh you know what it was um it was Chris the Reign of Terror guy he threw the first stone and he and then we were like, oh, Van Wars, that's cool, because they like got Taco Bell or something, and he just threw all the tacos at our <laughs> when we were leaving the venue. And we we're like, all right, motherfucker, I uh, bet you were way more creative than you. <laughs> and so like Pete, who was in Remembering Never, which was like vegan straight edge to the core, we went and got a bunch of fucking pillows from Walmart, ripped all the feathers out, and we tarred and feathered their entire fucking van, <laughs> and then like put some fucking weird lyric on the pillowcase and like glued it to their fucking van, oh, and God. that started it heavily, very, yeah. very, very bad. Because what ended up happening, um, we woke up one morning and they had spelled eat shit in shit all over our van. That was definitely one they got us on that was really good. Um, We put, uh, we put, this one was probably the least fair and probably the dirtiest one is um, we put glitter in their vents and turned all of the dials on so when they started the van the glitter just fucking went everywhere i don't think they were very happy about that one at all um and then we called our buddies dude we called like brian bem and fucking rob armstrong i'm implicating all these dudes in this gross shit right now we're like yo like we need people to like be vomiting and shitting and fucking puking in buckets and shit dude for that northville show and at that northville show we took a five gallon bucket whatever you got yeah dude piss shit i don't give a fuck the grossest shit you can cook, rotten vet, you got your dad's fucking compost pile at the fucking garden or whatever, like, put it in the bucket. And we fucking covered their van in fucking just disgusting, oh, gross shit. God. And that was the end of the van war, because yeah. that was the end of the tour. Yeah. I don't know that anyone particularly won. Actually, I think everyone lost, because it was really stupid and ridiculous. <laughs> That's so much There's fun usually about. not a winner in those things. Yeah. <sighs> fun times, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, even you went on to do some... So what do you do with your life? You fucking tour every day of your life if it wasn't for COVID, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, I guess I, well, I know you. would still be on tour, yes. So, you deal with bands, certain. Um, because of friends that I met in the hardcore, like, punk rock, independent music scene, um, which led me to Let It Die, in between doing tours, I would work as a stagehand for shows, making 90 bucks a day, moving gear for whoever was in town that day. Um, you know, you could do this production runner thing where you're basically the errand boy or um, you go get them food, you know, get the guitar, the guitar tech spare parts that they need to fix an amp or pedal board or anything like that. Um, and when you start to do that, from my vantage point, you know, you start to see the same crew members, the same tour uh, tour managers and stuff like that, and you, and you leave a lasting impression, and eventually I got invited to go on tour, and the money that I was making was like oh wow I can make a career out of this so I went on tour and I did that for a lot of years and it took me everywhere and I toured with some awesome big bands and um, then it it got really lonely and tiresome so I left and I came back and I just recently went back to it uh, and I was probably about a year and a half maybe year and a half or so maybe in uh, before COVID hit and 
now I don't know if I want to do it at all. But the really great part about that story is that I got to scratch that itch, you know, because when I quit, like early on in my career, I was always kind of like, man, like if I would have stuck this out, if I would have played the social butterfly game and, you know, schmoozed a little bit to make sure I had the next gig when the one gig came off, how, where would I be at today? And it's just hard. You can't manage relationships. You can't manage friendships. You know what I mean? Like I had zero presence in like the scene that I loved so much at the time, but I couldn't ignore the fact that the bills have to pay them. You know, the bills aren't going to pay themselves. You gotta, you gotta make ends meet. And I'm kind of one of those weird nomadic people. Like I live on an island in the middle of Lake Erie right now. And like <laughs> that's why you're always posted from Ohio and shit. Yeah, yeah, and I come here like I've been telling these guys, probably sick of hearing it. Like how I just fucking hate America. Like I don't want to fucking do traffic and like fucking hot roads, dude. It's probably 15 degrees cooler where I live right now. It's probably fucking beautiful, and amazing, oh, yeah. you know. And, yeah. and it's just hot roads. You know, it, it it it's a little bit different because I don't have you know uh, I don't I'm not married. Like I don't have children. Uh, I don't have a mortgage anymore, like I don't own a house or anything like that, but um, I can wake up and decide to do whatever the fuck I want to, however the fuck I want to, whenever the fuck I want to, and for me, that's that's life. That's fuck that's man. the best way to live life. Lucky, lucky. Yeah. Fuck. What are you doing? You recording shit still? Yeah, yeah. I, I still do that once in a while, yeah. but... Um, I know you've got another band right now, right? Yeah, yeah no, I do the Tharsis Days stuff i've been doing for a while that's just dicky i've been doing that band with him forever well, yeah um, yeah it's been a few years though yeah right? it's been i think we've been doing that band for almost 10 years but it, i mean it's never it's fun you know anything i do now it's not i'm not trying to do like, go on tour or anything like that yeah. i just record some music because i like sure. playing music Fuck so yeah. yeah that's basically like i'm doing that and i mean i you know after let it die and got in i tried to do the recording thing for a little while and then it didn't I don't know, like, recording hardcore bands, there's only, like, uh, there's probably, like, a handful of people in this country that can even, like, make a living doing it. So it's not sure. it's not a thing that is, you have to get lucky, and it just didn't happen, like, it didn't really happen for me quite like I wanted, so I just ended up going back to school and doing uh, engineering stuff, so I've always had a mind for that, so I... Yeah, that's what I'm doing now. I work in. I still do audio stuff. So I'm, I work at Harmon. That we do like JBL, Harmon Carden, all like audio stuff basically. And I do yeah, like car audio system stuff. Oh, no shit. Yeah. So like he's being shy. He has a fucking sick job and it's fucking amazing. And kitty cat. No, it's it's a fun job. Yeah, I work on like concept cars. So we come up with like the new. What's the new latest greatest technology that you're gonna audio technology that you'll put in a car like that's cool know, though fuck like random I don't know like a big thing like an example like I, that people get it it's like we're a big technology we've been working on for years is like hey I want to listen to something in the front of the car and my kids can listen to something completely different and I can't hear it in the back of the car hmm. with like sound cancellation and shit like that so I do like it's math engineering shit <laughs> it's fun though it's I get to, I still get to travel with it, so it's kind of, sure. like, brings me a little bit back into that world sometimes. I get to go to, you know, Asia and... Okay. Yeah, How that's many awesome. times do you go to Japan each year? It depends. I mean, some, one... If it's one, call him out. that's enough, dude. That's <laughs> incredible. Like, no, the shit that he does is amazing. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I go to Japan or Korea or China or 
Denmark or Germany. Or oh, just all. Yeah, just all. I'm just saying, Denmark is amazing. You know, whatever. Denmark is amazing. No, no, Denmark's great. I was there. Denmark. Well, we. No, it's it. No, I'm not. Whatever. No, no, it's. No, it's it's a no. I got I lucked out. I got a great job. That's fucking cool, man. But but yeah, like I get to travel to those places still. Like, I mean, I had I probably yeah. Ten times a year, go on a trip somewhere. Oh so, shit! I go to yeah. Dayton every day. Dayton, Ohio. How about that? That's a hell of a vacation, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm there for fucking 15 minutes. Save yourself like a little while minutes. and go to Blind Rage, dude. Check out the records. Yeah. Well, I get there at six in the morning. <laughs> That's probably not consistent with their hours. I, <laughs> I doubt <laughs> it. Yeah. No, I get there early as fuck because some bullshit for Chrysler. Right. Up to Highland Park. But yeah, yeah. No, I've been to doing doing that for like seven eight years and still like recording when i can hell yeah because like i always i mean i'm always like i don't know like once i found hardcore it's kind of become you know a pretty big part of my life so it's still i i'm probably always gonna keep doing it in some fashion sure. like record bands when i can or play still play music when i can or whatever it's just you know it's i don't know it makes me feel alive I guess a little bit so it's like how'd you get into playing guitar anyway like a lifelong I thing you've been doing like, so fuck I, I don't even remember I like, just picked one up one day yeah I'm trying to think like I think some relative had an acoustic guitar and I just started messing around with it and like learning it like looking up tabs and tabs tablature dude yeah. remember that shit yeah, yeah. and yeah. trying to figure out songs and yeah a lot of like like I was mentioning, like I was, I got into music, like heavier music through like the new metal path. Like I know a lot of people get into hardcore through punk or stuff like that. I was more like the new metal, metal path, and like yeah, I was you know like learning Rage Against the Machine songs and it's still shit sweet. like that and Play, you know Seven Nation Army. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing like that. Nothing I had like a that. guitar. I'm talking Dad more like smashed it. Yeah. Limp what was the Seven Nation Army of our generation? Smoke on the Water. Probably. Smoke <laughs> on the water, come as you are. Yeah. Right. For sure, smoke on the water though. Smoke on the water was like an easy one. Yeah. There were a bunch of shit for like people that grew up our around our age that played. Yeah. Shit like that. Well, yeah. No, I mean that's I started doing that and then. Yeah, I don't. I don't even remember when I started like actually doing bands though. Like I think you meant you were mentioning that. The, the kill my numbers and mm -hmm. whatever. That's probably when I actually did my first like actually playing with people in like a band i remember i would try to do like cover songs with my dude with my friends in like high school and it was terrible mm -hmm. we were like trying to play like whatever i don't even remember still fun though yeah dude good totally fun. Time. there are people yeah. that you know they work jobs and you know they they make ends meet and then they do like cover bands at bars on the weekend those bands get paid like Five hundred to a thousand dollars. Sure, good time though. Right, and they're scratching the itch every weekend. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. we're looking to just scratch the itch like once every so often. You know yeah, what I mean? So, like, I mean, for me, like years, yeah, <laughs> I could do some every few years, and yeah, yeah enough. You know, make me feel feel a little little bit of that. Yeah, it, it exists in all of us. That excitement of getting on stage and playing, and and the nervousness, and and just everything. I think is 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 something that's just kind of written in people like us as like DNA, and that's. Yeah. That's yeah, and I don't know. It's a, there's still something like about, I don't know what it is, but this, just live music and just that whole like experience, that shared experience, and just sure. everyone just vibing the same shit. Yeah, 
like a, getting in a room with a bunch of people who kind of think the same and enjoy the same shit you do and just having a good time. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's a fucking great time. Even if you're playing a show in front of no one, of course, like when you have yeah. a fucking stacked like crowd, when when there's a lot of people out there, mm-hmm. and especially if they're excited to see you or they're surprised because they didn't expect that, and it's a positive reaction, that's always great. But I think even like going up and playing in front of nobody is just kind of there's like a catharsis to that where you're just like fuck oh, yeah man. like you're just like exercising these demons that you can't really quite touch on the inside but you get it out and you're like alright I'm good until tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and, it, yeah, and it, it all did I've had like both experiences where yeah, I've, no, I've noticed it's, it's different depending if like if I care about the band I'm in mm-hmm. that's a big thing too because like I've definitely done that where I'm playing shows in a band that I'm not super happy that I'm I've been doing and it's like it does become torture but there's all but like if you write the music and you're into it it sometimes it doesn't like you're saying it doesn't matter mm-hmm. but like yeah That's it can it can become a job there were definitely there some are, torturous moments out on the road with us for sure like yeah, when we yeah, lost the yeah. band and then yeah. you had to like uh like stretch out your credit to just make it how do you lose it well, it fucking it blew up on blew the up, dude. Oh, okay. we were in like. I thought you lost it. Like, oh, out of sight, and it's gone. <laughs> no, but um, on our way to San Diego, right? Yeah. Or we were Southern gonna. California. Oh, we were gonna play Tijuana that night. Yes, we were. Yeah. We that were going to Tijuana, so we were south of San Diego. We yeah. were like four miles from the border, and it. This is nowhere. This is exactly nowhere, and I mean. I remember it was we were just climbing like this hill yeah. forever, and it just fucking blew up. And we managed to get it outside of this like junkyardish area or whatever. And when we got it there, this fucking dude knew that we didn't have another choice, so he asked us for some fucking ridiculous amount of money to fix it. And we were like, we are absolutely not putting that amount of money into the van. Like, we'd rather die out there. <laughs> and so I had a buddy in the Marines. And I called him, he was stationed in San Diego, and he fucking came down and picked us up, and we went to a dealership, and we got a van. Meanwhile, Robbie Moyon, Chris Moyon, who played bass in Let It Die, he plays guitar in Let It Die Now. I probably shouldn't have said that before we say other shit, but that's okay. Uh, (laughs) And Justin Schrank, who was selling merch at, at the time, stayed in the desert, in the van overnight, coyotes, like... Frank <laughs> on the van and shit, you know? And we had such... When we got the van and we got back... Dude, actually, you know what? Remember when we got that fucking motel room and we like sat in the hot tub and shit like that? And we were like, I, I wonder what those that. guys are doing right now. <laughs> and they're fucking dying in the <laughs> desert, dude. So fucking ridiculous. And uh, so we got the van and the very next morning we, we raced back up there and uh, we had such disdain for the way that that guy treated us that we... Um, put dirt and mud in the uh, motor, like in where you would put the oil. Um, We ripped out all the interior, set it on fire, um, completely smashed all the windows out of the van, completely like scraped off all the VIN numbers and everything, and we just fucking trashed the fucking thing and left it right outside of his door and got on our new van and took off. Wow. (laughs) Thanks out, bud. That was fucking phenomenal. Pretty epic, but you know, those those guys suffer for a night for sure. But I never got to play in Tijuana. So never got to stay, play in Tijuana. Close. Yeah. Dude, how many stories have we heard of bands like getting ripped off by the fucking well, I hear that a lot. Anyways, I hear though. that like, a lot, but it was very risky. Just for me, like I just remember back then, like it just <clears> felt like exciting. Like, Who were we shit, out with? We're gonna we're gonna go play in Tijuana. This is gonna be fucking nuts. Were we with yeah. Folsom at the time? Yes. 
Yeah. Folsom. Yeah. Miss Folsom. Fuck yeah, yeah man. Do you know good. Spirit World? That was one of the... <laughs> Spirit World? That's Stu from Folsom's new band? I haven't heard it. I'll check it out. Well, that's... technically it can't be Record of the Year because I think it came out in December, but I'll tell you right now, it's the best fucking... Spirit World? Hardcore sensibility slash thrash metal thing that you will hear in the next year. The record is called Pagan Rhythms. Oh, and shit. And it's fucking sick, front to back. That guy is fucking... Awesome, like everything. Is Their awesome. whole setup they had there, I remember, was fucking wild. Yeah, that dude. was awesome. We played the Hammer House in Henderson, yeah, outside of Vegas. Junkyard. It was a junkyard, and it was one of the best shows we ever played, dude. Oh no yeah. shit! Kids yeah, moshing, was fucking like dirt outside, flying everywhere. Sort of, it was a fucking junkyard. junkyard. Yeah, because I think it was like for real junkyard. It was like the brother. I think there was brothers in Folsom. Like two of the dudes are brothers, and it's I like their remember. family junkyard. Yeah. And they would they built like a venue out of like a kind of like a stage out of scrap. It was Shit. wild. It was yeah. wide open, so it was yeah. kind of like a, almost like an amphitheater setup, and then there was a stage, maybe about eight or ten feet back from the opening, uh, and then like the pit was right outside of there, just in the dirt. That's and it's just fucking dirt, gravel, and rocks, man. Yeah. It's, like, it's all covered in yeah dirt flying up while people are playing. Phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal show. That's the so Vegas fun. desert. Just, yeah. So and that was the third week of August, by the way. It was 116 degrees. Yeah, I remember out. that. That was the, the almost died. That was the one time sure. my shoes have melted on mm-hmm. on the sidewalk. Yeah. That was their last year. <laughs> uh, 28 is my birthday. That was their last year for my birthday. So fucking hot. So hot. Unbelievable. It's disgusting in Vegas, but yeah. I go a couple times a year just for the hell of it. Yeah. I don't gamble. I just like to go. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Fun. It's hot. It's good, good food, food there, everywhere. Cool. Everywhere, yeah. dude. Yeah. Dude. It's cool. I love that fucking place. I dig it. Yeah. yeah. I like it when I don't have to pay. It's, it's badass, but that's not it. Oh, shit. <laughs> Company card status, dude. Yeah. That's the other uh, thing. Yeah, no, because like, no, Vegas is. It. Yeah, it's. Could you be Vegas a gambling degenerate on their dime? No, by I can't no? do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, just check it. Yeah, For a buddy I, of mine. I, I, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we need receipts. <laughs> we need yeah. receipts. Mm-hmm. You can, you can get it. creative with your expense reports, but you know, <laughs> yeah, figure, figure it out. Anyway. But yeah, no, Vegas yeah. <laughs> is. That's yours, right? Time. Yes. Water? Yes. This is mine, my Sam's Club. You got your fancy. Essentia, dude. I see water spilling shit all over the place. It's empty. So I heard you. You said you said that Chris is playing guitar, not bass anymore. Yeah. What happened? What happened? Uh, you guys just fucking around or something? Yeah, we started messing around again. Um, they kind of. I don't remember, remember how it came up in conversation. It did come up in conversation though. Um, you hit me up out of some out of nowhere someday. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody like suggested something to me, and I was like, because mm. I just don't feel connected to the material at all. Um, however, you know, I mo- more like most recently had another stint in the career of you know the entertainment business, and yeah. I have uh, a lot of empathy for a lot of people in that business because with COVID and uh, the inability to have large gatherings, uh, there's just nothing going on and people can't make ends meet and people are taking fucking jobs at Starbucks and shit just to fucking keep their head above water. And I was just thinking of that and uh, I didn't suffer from that. I was fortunate enough to have like a retainer gig. So um, my 2020 wasn't as bad as probably the average person in that industry. Um, but I had a lot of close friends that did struggle. So yeah. um, the idea had come up and I was kind of like, you know what? I think I hit Chris up and we we're going to have dinner and, and we had talked about it and I was like, I don't really f- know how I feel about doing it again just because like, I feel more disconnected from that material than I ever have. But if 
collectively the community thought that there was an opportunity for like Let It Die to play a show again or something like that, it would be really fun to do our best to generate a sick amount of like revenue for somebody who is helping that independent music scene. You know, it doesn't have to be hardcore, it could be punk, it could be metal, it could be ska, fucking I don't give a shit, indie rock, whatever, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, we've always had run-ins with Maxwell from the Sanctuary, and I've always appreciated his contributions to the community as a whole, you know, because essentially, like, this whole thing and my whole personal reason for being in this is, you know, when I go to a show and I listen to a record and if I'm driving, like, it evokes uh, an emotion that is very difficult to, like, put your finger on. But it's so significant. Your blood gets blown. You know, it's like why people fucking freak out in the mosh pit and do yeah, shit like man. that. It's like, it's like a, it. It, you know, and sense of community. And I met so many friends that today, you know, I still talk to and all that shit. So I would only be willing to do it if we could do something really fucking, like, as best as we could possibly imagine to do it. So we did come up with an idea, and we're doing a thing now. We're doing, like, a show. So we booked a show. We booked a show. We booked a show. It's uh, fucking exciting. We yeah. were a little unsure what was going to happen with um, with COVID and whatnot, um, but also I had this inkling that if and when there was going to be an opportunity to play shows again, Everyone was going to be so far ahead of the curve that we would never be able to book a date. Right, so, right, if right. in theory it wouldn't be okay to play a show come, say, the end of this year, it would be a lot easier to say, We already had this date, we can just push this date to next spring or next summer, whenever the world would, would allow it. But to start from scratch, like I talked to a couple buddies today who are looking to book other shows and other reunions, and they're like, Yeah, we're trying to find a date or a venue, and it's just like, Everything's fucking booked already. Solid. Solid. So I started in March, and I yeah. started putting some things together, and we talked about what we would do, and we talked about um, besides, you know, because you think about what ven what is the biggest venue we could play, right? Like a fucking club, a couple hundred people or something like that. Best best case scenario. Right. So ten bucks ahead, fifteen bucks ahead, you know, you're generating like a thousand bucks or a couple thousand bucks or somebody like after overhead or whatever. So like, what is the what is how much effort could we really like? How much time could I personally, not being on tour? Uh, not doing anything could allocate to making this thing super fucking special. So, so we're doing a show, um, and I like hearing that. I know it's we're fun. doing it. It's cool, it's so cool like, man. Dude, it's we so haven't cool. rehearsed yet, not even once. But we um, we're definitely going to uh, reprint a shirt that people really liked that that we used to have. Um, so all the profits to that shirt will go to the sanctuary. Um, I have three local artists involved. Uh, and they're doing screen print, screen print posters, uh, three different types of artwork for each of their styles. They'll be available at the show, and all the profits will go to the venue. Um, we're pressing the only record that we put out for the first time ever, uh, Stick to Your Guns. And uh, yeah, we're doing that. Uh, Brendan, Brendan, uh, over and out, over Brendan, and out, over and out's going to do it. He reached out to me and said he would do nice. it. And, um, um, yeah. and then we, we, Chris wrote new tunes and so we have three new songs and we're in the studio uh, yeah I see those yeah. yeah I saw Robbie actually play drums yesterday so. Robbie played drums yesterday yeah. which is hilarious actually Chris Moyon <laughs> Robbie myself and Tristane were all in the same room for the first time in over 10 years yesterday 
So holy shit, drums are done, songs like, are written. Since we were in that basement in Westland, probably yeah. Yeah, right. So, playing so, that show for so my thirtieth birthday. Oh, Guitars and vocals will start tomorrow, and if we get the shit done in time, we're gonna put the new songs on the vinyl. And if we can sell it at the show, we're going to. But we understand yeah. that every industry is suffering right now with this thing. So. Yeah. Um, you know, if it takes a little bit longer and we can do pre-sale and, and shit like that, we'll do the best that we can. But um, we know that, like, we're just, like, squeezing all this shit in. We're just, like, happy that uh, we put together what we think is, like, a pretty cool thing. I hope that people will be interested in coming because the lineup, in my personal opinion, is stacked as fuck. And I, I as a fan, <laughs> I'm so excited for the show. Uh, and... You know, we'll be able to give back to the community that we may not be super close to anymore, but still makes us feel that. I know that Tingle. you probably do if you're <laughs> behind the board, like at work or at home. I know when I'm behind the wheel of the car and like, dude, I just put that fucking, uh, that new band Big Deal, that EP. Fuck yeah. I have been listening to that thing non-fucking-stop. So Tr uh, Tristane recorded that. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. And good. it's fucking it great. awesome, yeah. dude. It's it so great. fucking good. So like, to be able to give back to that community that like really made us um, be excited to be a part of it, I think is what the end result that we're shooting for is. And so, yeah, man, we're ready to rock and roll, and uh, we're gonna fucking do this thing. Yeah. Um, who's who's playing? Can you say that? Or is that confirmed yet? Or mm -hmm. an idea? Yeah, there's no esoteric nature to any of this shit. You know, at the end of the day, it's fucking hardcore, right? So, like, yeah. who gives a shit? Like, I uh, do shit. So, like, yeah, well, everyone, I hope that everyone is excited about it. Like, there's no reason to, like, be, like, cryptic or anything yeah. like that. So, it's the show is going to be Saturday, October 9th at the Sanctuary. Okay. All of the proceeds are going to go to the Sanctuary. Um, and the lineup is going to be Under the Knife from Flint. You know them? I do. Shout out to them. Fuck yeah. Uh, super psyched. I actually just got the okay from them two hours ago, three hours ago, maybe. So That's I'm fucking. Maxwell. Pumped. Yeah, right. Another yeah. Maxwell. Uh, Big Deal is playing. Oh, shit. Yep. Uh, D Block is playing. Fuck yeah. Um, Enemy of God is playing. Enemy of God. And then, so. With that lineup, I'm like super pumped because these are bands that are local to Michigan and they're doing a great job with their social networking. Their fucking music is right on par with anybody that could put anything out at this point um, in that genre. And, uh, and above all, like they're excited to play as well. So um, we selected those guys carefully young guns four young guns like come in and just fucking destroy it and then after that we have four of these four old guns i think oh, we'll probably shit. call them so uh fight it out is playing they're from all right oh yeah. fight it out is playing uh suffocate faster is playing they are uh going to be celebrating their 15 year anniversary of what was that record kill the messenger i think don't yes. kill don't kill the messenger yeah sorry was it kill the i don't know but yeah, so uh, I think Brendan is also doing a doing final pressing for that. Yeah, so that's I don't on pre-order right now. I think it might be done before this goes out, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, today. Well, Thursday's the last day. Okay, yeah, yeah. right on. Well, uh, perhaps uh, Chris and those guys will have some copies at the show or something to sure. sell. Like, that would be really fucking cool. So we were excited because, like, Let It Die played a lot of shows with Suffocate Faster, and they were always really good to us. So 
Um, bring, they're the only band that's non-Michigan band that's going to be playing. Um, so the Alliance is going to play because we, we play with those guys all the time. Are you kidding me? Yep. The Alliance is going to play and then Let It Die is going to play. And oh. we'll have three new songs <laughs> and uh, that's eight bands. It sounds like a long night to a lot of people, but I think that um, there's going to be a lot of like 15 minute sets because these bands just don't have a lot of material. Yeah, yeah, so they're going right, to rip right. it, rip it, and fucking backline that sucker and just fucking get on, get off, and just rip fi- rip faces off, dude. That's fucking sick. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make our set interesting, too. It's not just going to be uh, yeah, straightforward. So, yeah, it's not going to be straightforward. I mean, there's no question that we're like no stranger to covers, so... We're working on a couple of things. We're we're definitely um, gonna play some Let It Die songs. We're definitely gonna play some new Let It Die stuff, and then we'll obviously do um, some covers as well. But we're working on trying to make that more interesting because throughout the years, you know, it's like the Slipknot cover, and you know, we play a Hatebreed cover here, we play a Buried Alive cover there, we do like a couple things. You know what I mean? Um, so this is gonna be a little bit. Uh, not necessarily of a departure from that, but just like hopefully like a little bit of an evolution. We're gonna try and get some special guests up there and uh, try and rip some shit. But yeah, it, it took a long time to, to try and I guess curate this list of bands and figure out who was available, who was gonna do it. Some things worked out, which I'm super fucking happy with this lineup. Some things didn't work out, but I think that there's opportunity in the future for some of those things that didn't work out. Sure. And uh, dude, I know for a fact I've told a couple of some old heads that you know were around when we were around and everyone's excited to just get a bunch of fucking old dudes out there sweating again and having a good time That's and, so funny, and above man. all seeing familiar faces that we might, might not have seen in over a decade so yeah. um we're fucking well, at least good. for the last couple of years basically Definitely. <laughs> a year and a half yeah That's people fucking seen cool though. yeah as I know where he's wanted to Scratch that itch, like you said, it's about time. Yeah, scratching the itch is cool. You know, like I've definitely mentioned a couple times already, not feeling connected to the material. Mm -hmm. And I think that the opportunity to generate some revenue for a venue of somebody that's helped us out quite a bit um, and who helps out bands uh, uh, quite a bit um, was something that we want to do. And then um, scratch the itch. And I think it was that, like, loss of connection to the material that we were like, well, how fun would it be to sit in a room and talk about what Let It Die would still be like today? And you know what I mean? Because bands get back together all the time and put out little things here and there. And um, we talked about the healthy balance of like, you know, evolution. You know, if we haven't written any material in 15 plus years, what would that sound like now if we were always doing it all the way through? Would we have evolved? Would we have changed? Would the things sound completely different? How would we do it? And I think what we came up with is pretty fucking ridiculous, actually. It's really fucking good. Yeah, yeah. it's good. It's three songs, yeah. and it's it's pretty fucking good. And yeah, we're excited to share fun. that stuff. Some, some fun stuff. So. Yeah, it's fun, man. Definitely some fun. I can't wait to hear it. Like, just to see, you know, you guys have all grown and evolved so it could be yeah something completely different we I talked know, about you know, don't know sampling you stuff can do we have enough do we have enough to like share well uh, to what do you mean sorry just like share the new stuff at all do we have oh. enough to share i mean i'll get i'll get him something yeah, yeah. we'll yeah. cut something up and yeah. like for when you put this on or whatever okay, we'll yeah. cut something up and maybe you just fucking throw it up there but like like i said like uh, guitars aren't taste. finished and vocals haven't even started yet so um it's gonna be raw, but uh, dude, Robbie hits harder than ever. I swear to God. Yeah. That guy's fucking strong. It's fucking there. fun. So, uh, four of you guys in it this time? Five. Five? Yeah, yeah. So it's myself and Chris, 
And then Chris Moyon from Fireworks, yeah. who used to play bass and Let It Die. He plays guitar now. And uh, he and Tristane, the arrangement, and they never wrote music together before. The shit that came out of that is fucking ridiculously sick. Cool. It's fucking awesome. Um, Matt Durda from The Plague, an old metal band, he was the original bass player of Let It Die. He's going to participate. And then Robbie, who was uh, the, the drummer that was in the band. Fuck so, yeah, man. Yeah. It's all people that were, that were in the band. All people that were in the band. Maybe not people... Well, Durda played Hellfest, so Durda was around at least through 2004. Yeah, no, Durda, I guess, did play more than the one show. Yeah, I think about it. Yeah, yeah Durda yeah. did. Um, Phil just did the one. Phil did one show, and then he was gone. And then John Deering toured with us for a while. Um, we thought about contacting him, but he's... I think he makes knives in Texas right now, and that's so badass, I wouldn't want to take him away from that. It is badass. Uh, and then a couple of other of the, mem- the members were either... I don't know, not into it, or um, they're also busy like with sure. their own careers and just don't live around anymore. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. One thing I was thinking about though with that, uh, it's like I hope the um, Canadian guys are allowed to come over by then. One of the bands that did not make the cut that I really desperately wanted, I don't know if you've heard of them, they're from Toronto, they're called Die Alone, they just put something out, and they're fucking awesome. I think they came from a band called Rust, maybe? I might be totally wrong. Oh, uh, I'm not talking about uh, Rust. Okay, uh, they're awesome, listen to that, I'm pretty sure it's on Spotify, the Die Alone record, I forget the name of it, but uh, it's an EP, and it's fucking awesome, and I reached out to those guys, and they were like, dude, they basically got us locked up in the house, like... There's no way we're going to get over the border. They're still pretty locked down in Canada right now. They are. Crazy. They are. But, uh, yeah, man. I would like to see some of of our buddies from Canada get over here, and maybe by October that will loosen up a little bit. Sure. Maybe they'll be able to travel. They just need to to get, like, a registered nurse by then. They can come over. We had a really good good, uh, sort of, like, support, I guess you would call it, in, like, both, uh, like, Sarnia yeah, and Windsor. And Windsor. Windsor yeah. Yeah. Um, we played a lot of shows in both those towns that were all really great. We would do shows with like Dogs of War and shit. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I forget the bands that were on the other side that we would play with often, but I feel like there's like a lot of closed casket activities bands that we played with, like Metalcore, Super Dark. Sure. Heavy shit. But yeah. So I hope some Canadian people can make it, but honestly, I hope that anybody just wants to come out and come see now. it. You know what I mean? Like, it's been so long, and like honestly, like we're aware of how dated you know the stuff is, and um, the new songs that we did are not a far departure from what we were doing. Like maybe a little bit more, a little bit more. Like Tristane's got a little bit more flair to it, and there's a little bit more cohesive composition. But honestly, it's probably just mostly the same shit. Good. Just I like it. it. I listen to those fucking same ten songs over and over again. Oh yeah, not, all the time. Yeah. I'm not trying to reinvent anything. Over no, there. dude. No <laughs> reinvention of the wheel whatsoever. It's, it's definitely not broke. Don't fix it. Again. Just yeah. fucking do it. So yeah. So we're pumped. We're doing that. We're doing that thing. Good, man. Yeah. Well, that's all you can ask for. This is just a really give back and. You know, whoever shows up, they pay their money to give to Maxwell, you know, something for him to absolutely f- pay for another mm-hmm. fucking show or whatever he's got to do with it. Because yeah. he's been hurt. Oh, yeah. I'm just glad he's able to keep that place there, you know, for the past year and a half. Like, he's not making money on a bar night, so he's not going to open up for fucking 25 people. It's not worth it for him. Yes. The you know, overhead with you know, the so. how he has to stock, you know, his alcohol, the non-alcoholic beverages and all the stuff that he offers there. Keep the lights on. Um, you know what I mean? Like, he has bartenders that depend on money, sound guys, skip paid, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
it's, oh, it's definitely a tough gig, and you know, definitely have a lot of respect for him. The fact that he would take the chance and and say okay on that shit, anyways. Like I feel like he's got a show maybe in July with like Deicide or something like that. Like that's pretty fucking daring to just go ahead and just be like, all right, we're gonna try and figure this out, you know? Because that had to be booked months and months ago. Yeah. Yeah. And so now he's announcing all kinds of fucking crazy shit. Like he announced a fucking double header with Acacia Strain in Harm's Way. Yeah, double header. Yeah, I know, dude. Tell me nobody's going to go to that fucking thing, dude. That yeah, sounds amazing. If I pack that fucking place out, it'll be... I mean, if I, if I can survive in you know, October, you know, when you guys show up there, I'm burning the fucking place down. Uh, I don't even know what to expect. Dude. I wouldn't be surprised I expect if a good time. nobody came. But Oh, uh, shut the fuck up, man. You I will say that people will come and go early because those fucking young cats are doing a really great job. Like, as far as the social networking campaign for, you know, like you're under the knife's uh, big Deal doesn't really have a big presence. I don't think they need it with that fucking awesome EP that they yeah. put out. But your D-Blocks, your Enemy of Gods, like, people are paying attention. Uh, they're very involved in the community. People are going to come out and see those fucking bands. Yeah, like, I don't even know how many of those are going to be first shows by the time October comes around. They might play shows before. I mean, I don't know. That's awesome if they do. But, like, it, it might be, it could be, like, a really fucking cool show to come to to see, like, the top of the heap of the young talent and then if you feel like staying for the old dudes we'll see what the old dudes are going to do that's know. when I might keel God, over and fucking I'd be the same thing everyone's going to go inside when the fucking last last two bands go on definitely not for the Alliance dude I imagine people are going to fucking hang out for the Alliance I I mean, that was one of my favorite that. bands to watch Joe. we would play hell shows. yeah yeah dude I'm psyched we're going to play that song on that record Thick Asleep Thickest Thieves, and I know Joe's going to come up and sing it with me, so I'm super fucking pumped about that. So. That's going to bring back some shit. So yeah, so we're going to do try and do as many guests as we can, um, but a lot of that stuff, logistically, with scheduling conflicts, we'll see how it works out. But It'll be good to see him. It should have been changes to see Joe. Yeah, I well, yeah, you have Joe. Yeah, Joe in a long Joe's time, but yeah, recently. Yeah. I know he's busy, and I know I he's, you know he's got his shit straight. I'm sure because he's always been a fucking awesome dude. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, man. Well, fuck. October 9th. October 9th. Sanctuary, Saturday. Line up one more time. Under the Knife, Big Deal, D-Block, Enemy of God, Fight It Out, Suffocate Faster, The Alliance. That's so stupid. Let It Die. Yes. That's it. Good times. We have fun night. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> End that show, right? Yeah. Or keep talking. I don't care. No. Fuck yeah. it, man. Leave it on. Okay. I I uh, do you have to be anywhere? I don't have to be anywhere. No, I'm not in a hurry to go anywhere. Right. No, I, I need to use that. That was a cool I need to use that. Yeah, go to the Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have to bump the door close that. Is that wire? Unless you leave it open. Leave it wire. open, dude. You want to hear you pee? Leave it open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's listen. Mike over there. <laughs> he has to bring a 10-foot cord. So that's cool. Yeah, I fucking appreciate you coming way up from Ohio. You're staying in right now. So. I am. I'm on an island called Kelly's Island, which is five miles north of a peninsular town called Marblehead. And uh, imagine you can see Cedar Point from the island. So okay. it's 15 miles west of Sandusky, I would say. Oh, so you came a little bit of ways. Then. A little An hour ways. and a half? Uh, I leave myself two hours. The boat ride is 4.7 miles. It takes about 25, 30 minutes. What the fuck? Yeah, so I have to be on the ferry boat, and then I have to drive about 100 miles. So, but yeah, I came. Um, you know, we're doing the recording thing. Um, yeah. 
And so we have a deadline to meet um, to do our best to get that thing pressed. Um, and then we'll go into rehearsals. I don't know. How many fucking rehearsals do you really need for this shit? Three? Four? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's you know what I mean? Like, man. if we could do, like, if we could start rehearsals on, like, September 1st, I think we'll be fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> we'll do, like, four. Is it two of your guitar? Okay, yeah, yeah, we're good. Uh, I guess the interesting part is that if I'm doing vocals tomorrow, I don't have no idea what I'm going to sound like. But... Oh, you haven't even screamed in a while? No. <laughs> what are you waiting for? <laughs> it throws me bleeding by tomorrow afternoon. I'll be all right. Hot tea, warm whiskey. Yes, so how do you condition Throat. Every time I sing along to the band, I go, I'm like, what the fuck? Um, how did I? Do, fuck, 20 fucking... 20 how did I? Minutes. I didn't. Sure. Oh. Yeah, I never did. Uh, and I was sick whatever. all the time. Wasn't I the sickest person on the road? Yeah. I was yeah, sick all the time. I feel like. All the time. Yeah, like, there were a couple shows. I know we played Romans in Brockton, Massachusetts. Shit. And that's a pretty legendary venue. And I was sick. And I crawled out of the van and went on stage and could barely even sound like anything. I mean, literally almost nothing was coming out of the mic. We just played like five songs or whatever, and then I went right back to bed in the van. So I was always sick because I didn't know what I was doing. I was, you know, early 20s, fucking, you know. Just a mess. Just a you know, gross mess. Didn't take care of myself, you know. Shitty diet, you know. Like, we didn't have any fucking money on the road. So I remember there was a stint, uh, that same stint with the van situation with Folsom and shit where... Um, we could literally afford a jar of peanut butter and a loaf of bread, and that's what we ate for about four days, three, four days. That's that's it. That's all we could afford. That's crazy. You know, we that's didn't have tough. coolers, no refrigeration. You know, finding a place to stay was few, a little bit more few and far between than it ever had been, and you know, that's just that's just the, what we chose to do. And um, but now since I did that, uh, you know, I a lot of the guys that I've worked with, like Little Dave and Moyon and stuff throughout the years because Moyon did the Misfits cover band with me for a while and my buddy Sean Connard um, they had showed me how to like sort of push with the diaphragm or whatever and you know like I'm still not good at it but it helps a lot and then um, there's this whiskey called Evan Williams that's super super cheap and I know it might be weird but like whiskey in general doesn't really do the trick but if you take a shot of that and then gargle it um, it opens your whole fucking thing up. Oh, shit. So I just gargle whiskey on stage and just make it through. <laughs> <laughs> well, be sure to put a bottle of whiskey next to you in October. I'll have it. I'll Dump have it in your mouth. Sure. Scream and Slipknot songs. <laughs> or, or whatever is part of this. We don't set. have to play Slipknot. I no. don't think at this, do we? No. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, um, you know, maybe like D Blocker. Enemy of God would like to play Slipknot. So we, <laughs> uh, we know it's cool. I was talking uh, when I had Camden from a D Block on. He was telling me they want to cover a fucking Fear Factory song. That'd be so fucking fun, man. Do it. 100% do it. I've heard obsolete. They got a drummer that can do that? I can guarantee you that we will play a new metal song, but I cannot guarantee you that it will be a fucking Slipknot song. 100%. That's fucking fun, so I encourage anybody. Because I have some correspondence with all the bands that are on the show, but. If those guys are already in rehearsals, or if they're doing new shit, learn a new metal song, dude. Who gives a fuck? Mm. Have a good time. Yeah, if you have any suggestions for songs we, they want us to play, <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Too. Because I've never been strangers of. Uh, so there's a song I would covers. love to hear. Fucking a death threat. Uh, what a song I say. Um, I can't remember the name of the song. Nice guys, finish. Dead fucking. Oh yeah, dead last. Dead last. Yeah, yeah, dead last. 
Yeah. I, I, I listened to it back. I said, it sounds so good coming from you. Mm. Fucking screaming it. That song? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because his vocals aren't really like that. No, no, like he's sort of like hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like talking East Coast. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, heavy-ass really breakdown. It's like... Good breakdowns in this song too. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna like launch a. Uh, that's the other thing is like, we're not gonna like launch a social media campaign or anything yeah. like that with this. We're not gonna like do a let it die Instagram account or anything like that. We're just gonna be like, you know what, man? Like, remember when people just used to like tell each other about shows and yeah. go? Like, hopefully social media does its thing. Like, we can do our personal account shit. Yeah, you know, like sanctuary, put a flyer out there. You know, like yeah. if you want to help out, that would be awesome. Sure. Other bands want to obviously have people show up to see them. I think that people, I mean, it's so crazy, too, because we used to, like, look at flyers and we used to be like, dude, there's fucking six bands on this goddamn show. Oh, my God. That would take forever. We just get there late and shit. Like, we don't give a fuck. We just want to fucking play and get the fuck out of there. It'd be so annoying when it just takes forever. Because, you know, we're sitting on the ground at a fucking VFW. Like, we don't have anywhere to, like, be comfortable and, like, wait to, like, do this thing. We're just fucking sitting around, you know? Yeah, like, sure. You know, and, and we don't have, like, money to, like... Go to a restaurant or go to oh, a yeah, bar. It's, a, it's like, very different being on the road and like there's eight bands playing and you don't know any of the dudes. Right. And it's like when you're home playing eight, six, six, eight bands, it's it's all guys you know and it's like, yeah, I want to check it out. But like, mm-hmm. it's just torture when you're doing that night after night on the road and it's just like, I don't know. Like, and you know how they, most, they don't give a shit half the time when they book these opening bands. So they're just, it's just, just like, yeah, they don't give yeah, a shit. It's, so it's I, rough. that's why I wanted to work so hard to make sure that this lineup yeah. is not fatty at all. I think that every single fucking band that I just named, all eight of them. So I, good. I was just complaining about six bands. All eight of them, <laughs> in my opinion, are all going to be worth going out and fucking checking out and smacking somebody too or moshing or two-stepping or whatever yeah. it is that makes you do your thing. Whatever, however you evoke that emotion, I think that there is going to be something that people are going to want to see with every artist. That's going to be there. It'll be special, yeah. Especially because who knows how many shows will happen from now till then? Mm-hmm. I'm sure, not that many. I don't that, think so. That those people will be interested in going to anyway. Yeah, I think so. people are still a little bit weary, and you know, I think that we're going to need some data mm-hmm. to see. You know, this July and August rollout. There's going to be more and more shows. And um, hopefully people don't get sick and hopefully, you know, shit doesn't happen. We're already seeing, I mean, dude, I'm in Ohio right now and, and not that I need to say anything negative or positive about Ohio, but we haven't worn a mask in a really long time. And I get that people are still wearing masks and everybody has the opportunity to, you know what I mean, um, do what they think is, is safe for them and the people that are surrounding them. But I personally haven't worn one in a long time, got vaccinated, not wearing it. Nobody on the island is wearing it at all. And um, hopefully there are not uh, consequences for that. And I sure. hope that we don't have to lose too many more people. I know that we are still losing people, and it sucks. Um, but hopefully we're going to be out of that really, really, really fucking soon. Yeah. And I hope the shows don't work out. You know, a lot of people are like, dude, what, so what are you going to do at the end of the summer? You know, because the gig that I'm doing is seasonal. You're going to go back on a tour? And I'm like, dude, man, festival season's coming up, and they're all booked, and they're all sold out. Like, once these kids are like moshing and crowd surfing and hugging and kissing and sharing drinks and clinking glasses and smooching and fucking and all this stuff (laughs) and then people don't get sick for like 90 days 
Now I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I'm cool with that. You know, you got a hundred thousand people in a crowd and everyone's rubbing up against each other and then we're not sick. Okay. Now yeah. we can see some Dude. but the data's just not there to support that. I mean, and my own dad. I survived that fucking mad ball show. You survived the <laughs> mad ball show, right? Yeah, there were a lot of people there. Yeah. yeah. What, yeah. were there any reports from that at all? No, no. I don't no, I don't think so. I don't think you know. This, I didn't pay attention. I did watch the clips, and that was pretty cr- fucking awesome. crazy. I think they said like anywhere between like twenty five and thirty five hundred people showed up in mm-hmm. Tompkins Square Park. That was a fucking crazy time, man. Yeah. It was nuts. I'm glad cool. I went. Yeah, me and Steve over here went. Man. Fuck yeah. Fucking drive to New York. I've never been to New York. Oh, I really? Gonna, yeah, I wish I could have spent more time there because I I drove there Friday morning. The show was Saturday. Boom, I was out five a.m. Sunday. How'd you like that yeah. Pennsylvania? Drive. It's kind of boring. Really yeah, boring. Kind of, kind of How many times have I died <laughs> yeah. that? Several, dude. Was it I 80 or whatever the whole way? 80, 90. Yeah. yeah. We did that drive a lot of times. It oh, was fucking terrible. My wife said, hey, that guy's car window is down and starting to rain. Don't want to interrupt, but he might want to know. I don't give a fuck, dude. Okay. <laughs> he don't give a fuck. <laughs> I got a towel in the back seat. Thank you, though. Um, yeah, no, I don't care. Um, no, mom's home. Run away. Just wipe it off. I'll wipe it off with my hoodie. Um, I just hope it cools off the temperature because this humidity is oh, unacceptable for me. Yeah, and it's June, it. so welcome. I know. Yeah. Well... I don't know, man. We spit all that out. Okay. Had some good stories. That was fun. Mm-hmm. And, uh, is there anything else? Well, your band just put out some. Sh- what did you do that? Just a couple songs that went out, or was it an album? No, we did. We put a just a. We released a single by their band Tharsis. They yeah. did that a couple weeks ago, I think. But we our album will come out in like August, I think. Uh, okay. Called Hell First. Uh, Sweet. Yeah. Hell First for sure. Yeah. Sounds like it's dark. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it, that's like. Different than this shit, it's more chaotic, crazy, converge type stuff, I'd say, but but yeah. I, like I have fun with that, stuff. that's the stuff, that's where I, my more like what I really like is that more that style, but I still, I have a great time playing just straight hardcore too. So, Fuck yeah. yeah it's, but yeah, no, I was, yeah, we're doing that, and yeah, that'll be out, that's been a long time coming, because yeah, we haven't. Tharsis? But, yeah. Hey. Tharsis What's the name? I, like, I don't know. Dick, he, he's a he's a weird. Tharsis. Guy. They them. Yeah, he, <laughs> he came up with some weird. I it was I was all from him. He's he's a weird dude. He's. I like it. Yeah. He, what is Tharsis? I don't even know. I don't know what it is either. It's like a damn. suffix or something. I'm gonna look something, it up. Right? Google that shit. No, there's there's. I think there's like Pull a, that a, shit up. a moon of one of the planets is called Tharsis. Uh, Tharsis. Okay. I can't. Tharsis. Well, this is a video game. No. I know oh, there's like some... a vast volcanic plateau centered near the equator in the western hemisphere of Mars. Oh, nice. Well, that's okay, pretty fucking go. cool. Yeah. yeah oh, there that you is go. Cool. Right. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I still, like it. It's uh, something on another planet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Right. And I'm yeah. sure that has well, nothing die, to do huh? with why Dickie came up with that name, but <laughs> yeah, whatever. But, it, but yeah, yeah. No, we're doing that, and yeah, we'll... Play some. We'll see if we'll play some shows. I don't know. Follow yeah, that band. Listen, that that stuff's harder to do because yeah, our singer's in San Diego, so we. Oh. Uh, Steve from uh, Hollow Earth, that band. He's uh, yeah, he's a singer for Tharsis, and yeah, he's out in. in he moved out to San Diego a couple Enjoying years ago. Enjoying the best so. weather in the fucking country, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yep. Probably. Yeah. San Diego. Yeah. Okay. Let to fizzle out. 
Good times. Yeah. Just gonna stop fucking out there. Steve will we'll block that out. Oh, that was fucking fun. Yeah. Let the people know the good shit. I'm excited. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I only knew of uh, of D Block and um, Enemy of God that they're playing. They couldn't hold it in. Like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> what's happening? I imagine people wouldn't hold it in because yeah. like uh, we just know like. Between the band members or whatever, people were like calling them, being like, "Oh, are you doing something?" They're like, "What are you talking about?" Like, "Yeah, I guess we are." Yeah, because we've been doing, we've been working on it since March. March. Yeah, I remember whenever you, whenever we went out. Yeah, I, it was cold as fuck because we went and had dinner. It was still like COVID, so you could only have like outdoor patios, and so like it was mm. still freezing when we went out and had like sure. freezing cold fried food. <laughs> which was cold by the time it got that to our sucks, table. sucks, man. Um, but yeah. Oh, you got me. Yes. Psyched. Let me squeeze in here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's coming out of my Aperol. Yeah, sorry, the seats are uncomfortable. Oh, get out of here. I ain't gonna fucking throw it open. <laughs> I smoke rocks, Robin! <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be a fucking sweet show, man. Did we forget any stories? Any epic stories? I'm sure we have <laughs> some. I know there's some. We forgot the fucking cat food story. That for, that's for sure. Wait, which uh, what's a cat food one? Uh, the fucking. You know the um, toll road ninety or eighty or whatever in Ohio when you're going east, and then you. Um, get off at the ones at the Burger King, the service centers or whatever. Yeah. And there were like those fucking weird girls that were like following us around and they were like follow us back to the van. We were like, what the fuck? And like one of us like bought cat food or whatever and like we couldn't get them to stop following us so we just opened the cat food wet cat food and just fucking lit them up, dude. Just threw a bunch of cat food. Get the fuck out of here. I actually don't, I don't remember that one. Awesome. Yikes. You were definitely there for that. Because it, it was definitely early on. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. But yeah, it was just like, you know. Yeah, dude. Oh my god. Fucking guy. I remember running into Zach Wild. That was a weird. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah, we ran into Zach Wild. <laughs> yeah, we ran into Zach Wild at a 